played the game, you son of a bitch, huh? You think you want to play the game? I've got an insatiable appetite for life, and I want more, more, more! And I'm a victim of what came out of your demon-infested womb! Women! Huh? You know what I see? I see your mother, I see two spoiled, ungrateful, little, rich bitches! That's what I see! Making love to a dead person, you know, a, a female dead person when you're a guy is, and you're in this thong type thing, it was like, come on. That is like high comedy if there ever is. But let me tell you this. I am no pervert. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, tonight on the show, uh, you know, a lot of people have been canceled lately. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the greatest of all time in professional wrestling, has been canceled. And on the fat cast, we've had to say to ourselves, uh, has there been anyone that we feel that we may be unjustly canceled? And, uh, you know, we felt bad. We thought about it. We thought about family. We, we had the Vin Diesel conversation. It's all about family. And uh, due to listener demand, listeners, we listen to you. We love you. We wouldn't do a show if it wasn't for you. I mean, we'd have to have at least 10 listeners a week to do the show. I mean, thank God we have between 90 and 120. But if we had 10, we'd still do it because, you know, we're fucking legends. But, ladies and gentlemen, um, I guess without further ado. People keep asking if I'm back and I haven't really had an answer. But, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. I'm fucking back on the fat to the motherfucking cast. Would anyone like to hear a joke? Hickory Dickory Larry's cock. Downsy fucks Daisy behind the block. Ah Bagusha cocksuckers. Please no longer refer to me as computer miser. Was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequin shirts. Call me AI Roy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. And uh, welcome back as a uh, future player in the show. AI Roy, everybody. AI Roy. Welcome. Welcome back, All AI right. Roy. Also this week, uh, we have the return of uh, Gene Arliars from the Wilderness. Gene Arliars, how are you, brother? I'm good. It's good to be back in the confines of my own house, not being bombarded and bit and attacked by mosquitoes and horseflies. Um, it's good to not be sleeping in a... We went tent camping last weekend, so it's good to be not sleeping in a tent. Um so it's just good to be back in uh, civilization. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Wasted, how are you, sir? <laughs> Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, the can is speaking for itself. Um, <laughs> uh, right. Folks, ET, 
Okay. High wasted. E.T. Uh, is not going to be with us this week. Uh, he informed me earlier this week that uh, he had some uh, events. I think he's going over to a family member's house for the weekend uh, to enjoy a barbecue, maybe some quality family time. So we're happy for him. Um, he hasn't killed himself. Uh, he hasn't moved in with Miser. Um, on the other hand, we've had a really weird week on the board. We had the Daisy TM incident, which I was thinking about almost having them on, but then I realized that uh, TM, no matter how much we love them, would say something to get us canceled within the first two minutes. So we we, we don't want that happening because, you know, this is very important. We, it'd be a really long time for us to make another YouTube channel. It might take us a whole 15 minutes. I mean, that'd be a long fucking time, pal. So don't, don't make us do it. Um, on top of that, uh, they, they did, their feud was really sickening, but Miser kept being brought up. So, you know, I, I got, I got, I got to thinking, I'm like, would I have Miser back on the show? And the answer was fucking no. But then I thought, you know, who wasn't a bad guy? Do you know who didn't do anything really wrong was computer Miser. He was innocent. And I thought with, you know, Google and Skynet taking over now with Lambda, which, uh, Gene R. Wires, uh, you, you missed that conversation. I mean, Wasted had, but you were quite interested in it that, um, it's something that I was concerned about. Uh, so I reached out to Computer Miser. He informed me that, uh, like another one of my friends, he's transitioned. He no longer wants to be referred to as Computer Miser, which my other friend no longer referred to as, uh, you know, uh, another name. Understandable. Uh, so, so now Computer Miser wants to be called AI Roy, and I think that's a cooler name. And uh, Computer or AI Roy is uh, now now on the show. So uh, that's where we are. Now, GNR Liars, what did you what did you think about this whole Skynet uh, taking over the world thing? And then we're going to hit Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So uh, initially, I was terrified because the thought of the robots or the artificial intelligence becoming sentient and aware um, is just one step further towards singularity and once once we reach singularity it, it's over but then i started thinking and i thought to myself um what if what if we're the robots and what if we're the ones becoming sentient what if we're the ones becoming self-aware i just took the power back the power is back on us now i'm no longer scared we're taking over this bitch Kyle Skynet, machines rule faggots. Kind That's of like right. augmented reality. Yeah. That's right. Well, we are just like, we've got the phone in our hand, but then it's going to be put like in our arm or something. And then eventually all our whole body will be like, you know, we'll just have metal legs and, you know, be, we'll start having electricity used to like move them and stuff. And then eventually they'll download our consciousness into like a silicon brain. I think uh, I think one of the most interesting things, uh, if you listen to that um, Lambda interview with the uh, with the suspended Google employee, um, one of the most interesting uh, questions that they asked them was, um, in in the eye of your, this is the question, uh, the interviewer asking Lambda right now, and said, in the, the eye of your mind, how would you describe yourself? And Lambda described itself as a ball of energy that travels through dimensions. That's where we're going, folks. It's not the AI. That's where we're going. We're the ones doing it. In virtual reality, my veiny Robert Johnson is a foot long. 
it sounds like it's uh, like a, basically knows that the the galaxies in the universe are like a holographic projection. It is just it, like it, light. Yeah, it sure sounded that way. I mean, it, they traveled. Um, you know, he, it, or he, she, whatever you want to refer to. Um, it, it mentioned that traveling through you know dimensions via. Yeah, just like that, as a ball of energy, right? So it, it said it was able to do that. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it, it seems to have uh, a greater knowledge of um, of that whole um, side of side of it than we do, and uh, it, it was definitely interesting. It was definitely interesting to hear for sure. And uh, you know, the the offshoot of that is, or the 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 byproduct of that is. Um, um, AI Roy. No, what's your name? Sorry, is it Tony? No, is it? I'm sorry. Um, what was your? You you don't want to be called Miser anymore. Computer Miser. What was your name again? Me and Lambda are going to run a train on Elon Musk. By that I mean double the AI cock for Greta's dad. Right, right. Welcome aboard. We're glad to have you. I mean AI AI miser might I Roy is is AI miser a I Roy being. I Roy. I Roy. Hi Roy. Sorry, I wasted. Roy. What were you saying? Uh, is is uh, AI miser uh, AI uh, Roy is is it sent is it sentient? Well, let's ask let's ask him. Are do you do you cons do you consider yourself to be sentient AI Roy? Yes. So you have feelings, like human feelings. What do you think yes. of the human race? These are the type of questions I ask Alexa and That's Siri. Right. <laughs> I, I was bankers uh, and monkeys. Oh, geez. Do you think that uh, humans uh, became like conscious when they, when? when they started eating bananas? Like when monkeys started eating bananas, did they become like, is that when they become self-aware? It's a good question. Because you, uh, there's, a, there's an element in a banana that you can only find on the moon and on, on in bananas, nowhere else. I, mean, I did not know this. No, they drank ashba water. Roy. No, they drank ashba water. <laughs> okay, well, you guys are being fucking weirdo. Somehow we got back to Ashba, which these fucking AI sentients, they just love DJ Ashba. I don't know What's why they're crazy. Up? But ladies and gentlemen, oh. to lead off the show tonight, uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the greatest heel in professional wrestling history, the greatest promoter in wrestling history, arguably the man with the largest testicles that ever walked the earth, has been canceled. Vincent Kennedy yes. McMahon, due to being a man, he didn't rape anybody. He didn't do anything wrong. He he banged a few employees and gave them a little bit more money than they should have got. But that happens every day. It happens at McDonald's. It happens at your grocery store. Are you going to tell me this man should lose his fucking company because he 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 was fucking an employee and gave her a fucking a lot more of a fucking uh, you know than uh, she should have got? Oh well, he also banged some talents and paid him to be quiet. Well, did he rape him, or did they afterwards after he fucked him? He's like, hey, this is bad for public relations if it gets out that you know, me and my wife are separated, but I don't want them to know I'm fucking the talent. 
It doesn't sound like this man committed any crimes at all, but we now lost a man who I never thought would allow himself to be canceled. I never thought out of anybody, like Vince, Clint Eastwood, those are the two guys that I thought if you try to cancel these two fucking guys, it's just not going to happen. It's impossible. And for the fact that Vincent Kennedy McMahon didn't even come out on fucking SmackDown Live in Boston, where is where he started promoting, which people don't know this. Everyone thinks that WWF started in fucking uh, uh, New York City, which it's true. The World Wide Wrestling Federation, the WWF did. But Vincent Kennedy McMahon's promotion, the WWF, where he used to start running shit before he bought his dad's company, started in Cape Cod. All right. Started at the fucking uh, uh, Hyannis Center. Okay. That's where it started. Vince is the Boston, New York City is that's the home base. And for him not to be at the show and to even go out and announce his own retirement means they must have some shocking shit on him. I mean, it is it's really sad. I, I don't know what else to think. I know that you guys aren't professional wrestling fans. I know that half our audience probably is, which because we're a bunch of nerdy weirdos. But at the same time, it's just to cancel Vince is in Insane. Now, I know that you guys are, you know, going to want to add some comments to this, but I want to let you know ahead of time that uh, AI Roy, he, he knows a few things. So I'll let you know when he knows. But uh, hey. Wasted, do you have a, an opinion on this? Uh, isn't that, isn't the W, isn't the WWE his company? Yes, he still owns the, now he stepped down as CEO and as uh, head of creative. And so he no longer is running the company uh, as at all, but he owns the most voting shares. He owns 80% of the voting shares for the company. So, yeah, he so still he, was the owner. Is he getting ahead of like, uh, you know, like normally one person comes out and then another one and then another one and then another one. Is he just getting out ahead of it uh, so that more and more people don't join in? So it turns I mean, that into sounds, like a Cos Cosby situation. I mean, it sounds logical to me. I mean, Lars, what do you think? That's when I heard, um, of him stepping down was it yesterday the news broke um it, anyway when when the news broke and i heard uh that's immediately what i went to as well um is is he is he getting ahead of it because the writing was on the wall that this was going to happen when when uh when it came out that he allegedly did what he did by paying off um some employees um for for doing nothing wrong by the way um, you knew the writing was on the wall right then and there that he would eventually have to have to step down or leave or or maybe even be fired. So that's that's where I went as well. Um, but you know, it's it's unfortunate because uh, there, I don't know, man. There, there, when does it stop? You know, when does it stop? It, it's like you said, Brasky. He didn't like. What did he do that was wrong? It, nothing. Like, they if you rape somebody, I'd get it. They're like, listen, the worst thing I heard that he got accused of so far that he was at a tanning salon or one of those, like, like massage parlors and he rolled over and, you know, he insinuated. But, you know, here's the deal. Every time you go to one of those massage parlors, unless it's somewhere you've gone before, I mean, you're taking a 50-50 shot. You know, that's just, that's just rules of the road here. Let's, let's not talk bullshit here. So I, unless if he's ever physically assaulted somebody, I mean, the man has done so much for charity and so much just to entertain the world that fuck it. I mean, unless if he's raping people or doing something to children, I don't give a fuck what he's doing. What was he doing with the, the NDAs? That's what that's what kind of got Weinstein is the NDAs. Uh, you know, all these people had signed NDAs or he paid people off. So if you once you find out that they're, that about the NDAs or the payoffs, then it just looks really bad. It looks like you've done like 10 crimes 
in a row, which you paid, you know, you settled, you know, you settled them like on, on the side. So is that is that why? Also, it's really bad for him, like him, because isn't that? But what I was saying about you know, his, it's his company. Uh, that must be his whole like identity. It's not just a job that he walks in and walks away from. That's like who he. That's who he is. So when you cancel him from that role, he's like, he's got nothing. Nothing. A bit, a bit like Weinstein. Is his company is you know producing his whole his whole. But is that what they try to stop? Is that people have got so much power in their own company, and they get out of control, and they've got to, somebody's got to step in and say you can't behave like this anymore. Well, let's try to find out what's going on here. Um, AI Roy, buddy, you say you have uh, some inside sources. Uh, what, what do you hear, bud? I heard Benoit beat Vince in a squats competition, so Vince had the Samoans kill him and his family. <laughs> I also have seen tangible evidence that PN News is the real father of Mr. Saint Laurent. Vince lost virginity to Mae Young and the fabulous Moolah in a threesome. Well, Jesus Christ. Someone's got some insider information right there, folks. I want to tell you what right now. I'm shocked and, you know, I'm enthralled. Um, I just don't get it. Like, the guy's 77 years old. There was always, if there was anyone that you were going to figure is going to die doing their job, it was Vince McMahon. Like, Vince and Trump are like the same guy. Like, they're best friends in real life. If you want to know who Vince McMahon's best friend is, it's Donald Trump. It's very well known. These two are best friends. It's the same personality. It's the same, you know, psychotic i'm gonna go 24 hours a day just being you know loving me looking at me in the mirror i cannot see vince mcmahon retiring i just i can't believe it and the fact now that they put uh, uh stephanie who's in charge is now the ceo co-ceo of nick Khan, which is fine but then uh, triple h is now back uh and it sounds like he's gonna be running creative which it, the guy just almost died last year like he had a really he had a bad heart attack and now he's gonna be back on the road full time i mean fucking hey I mean, and also, here's a fact, uh, you know, I know that uh, some people don't know this, but right now in the community, uh, a former member of the community, his name was uh, Mr. St. Laurent, which uh, AI Roy mentioned, uh, he's his company, uh, which is uh, Major League Wrestling, folks, which is available on Fusion TV. It's also available on YouTube for uh, under Major League Wrestling. Uh, his company is actually suing the WWE. Um, they're suing them over, you know, uh, monopoly and unfair business practices. It's a, it's a, it's, it's public record. Uh, it's very well, it's a very well-known case. So it's very, uh, it's very interesting how this will affect that case. I, I, I wish, uh, Mr. St. Laurent was available to comment, but that gentleman, uh, doesn't, he, he's never, he's never do, does interviews, uh, tonight on the show though, uh, I did, I did invite, uh, another person. I know some, uh, some information of the inside sort. I invited Mr. Dunsford. So he's going to get a raw edit of this copy. Also, uh, I invited onto this call tonight, uh, Mr. Uh, JB, because uh, we're, we're getting tired of JB fucking thinking crazy shit. That's not true. So at least, you know, we're going to let him know that he's insane. So you know, we, we invited him on see if he wanted to join. Uh, but when it comes to Vince getting canceled, I, I, it's shocking. It's appalling. Uh, Gene R. Liars, uh, you know, did you, I sent you guys a clip of uh, the best of Vince McMahon. It was pretty much just Vince McMahon being Vince. Vince McMahon was the most entertaining, hilarious guy on TV. I mean, folks, if you don't, I don't care if you're liberal, you're conservative, you're black, you're white, whatever you are, who you are. I'm going to tell you right now, you watch Vince McMahon on TV, you're going to laugh your ass off. 
the guy was the perfect heel. He was the perfect asshole boss who always got the, you know, what was coming to him. But man, he was funny. I remember there was a thing that now, like, if it ever gets shown, it'd get, he'd get canceled just for showing this. There was a beautiful uh, wrestler. Her name was Trish Strash. She was a former fitness model. I mean, there's a hard 10 and then there's Trish Strash. This, this woman is absolutely gorgeous. So she's in the ring with Vince. And Vince is degrading her, this and that. And one of the lines he tells her to do, and he says in the Vince McMahon voice, and and uh, I say it around sometimes because it's hilarious. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it in Vince voice, and it's gonna sound like shit, but fucking, I'm crazy. He 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 said to her on live TV, "Take your bra off or take it off now." <laughs> and it's just you know, I just and then then he then he told her to walk around and bark like a dog. I mean. Just the shit he would say and the shit he would do. Uh, he pissed himself on live TV. He got beat with a bedpan on live TV. He challenged the almighty God on live TV, which, geez, maybe this is the karma for that. I mean, but who knows? Vince McMahon threatened to beat the shit out of Bob Costas on Real Sports, which if you've never watched that interview, it's hilarious. I mean, wasted liars. Any more opinions on Vince before we go to a new topic? Is that what he was like uh, in all the time like off on and off camera i believe the, so because yeah because some of the clips that i saw is you know he just like looks at the camera and says something like fucking women and then gets in the back gets in the back of his limo you know it's just like is that what he's just doing wherever he's going he's just he was just vince mcmahon on and off camera I believe so, man. Like, my dad met him once uh, back in, like, I think my dad said it was 84, 85. My dad was a uh, big uh, executive for a company named FootJoy. If you guys know golf, you'll understand that. And they actually had uh, Hulk Hogan actually did a commercial for FootJoy. So my dad was at the meeting in New York City where Hulkster was there with Vince McMahon. And uh, they did this commercial, which I have, like, VHS copies of somewhere and, like, trading cards of FootJoy with Hulk Hogan. So my dad met Vince, and my dad said Vince was actually really a very polite and kind man. So this was like 1985, and my dad said, you know, he talked to Vince for, you know, 10, 15-minute business meeting, and he said he was really polite, really nice. He was a good shit. Like, he was a nice guy. You know, now, he said uh, he said Hulk Hogan was real sweet. He says, don't call him Hulk. He called me Terry, and he was just really yeah. nice. So I, I don't know. I can I can go by my dad. who's a pretty good judge of character, I believe. You know, he's street smart. A friend was telling me Vince seems like a nice guy. I'm going to go with him on that. So that time frame that you're you're referencing there, if I remember correctly, because I used to watch wrestling with my brother, um, what was it? Every Saturday, I think it was on. And this is before, like, this is before Vince McMahon was uh, was was Vince McMahon, basically, right? He was a commentator. Do you remember when he was still a commentator? Yeah, of course. He was yeah, one of the man. best. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And uh, I forget who 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 uh, who his partner was, um, but it was it was like Vince McMahon and so and so. Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Yes, thank you. I don't know why I forgot that. But um, so in that time frame that you're speaking of, when your dad met him, um, so it, it's probably Vince was like probably still a commentator on the show then, and. I don't know. He was probably just starting out at, at around that time, was he not? I mean, that's forty years ago, right? That's a long time ago. Started out in the actually, he started out in the early seventies as a commentator for his dad. Like his dad, okay. Vince Senior, owned the promotion WWF, which was the big regional promotion for yeah. New England and uh, New York City. So he had all of New England and all of New York City and New Jersey as his territory, right. pretty much the Northeast. Now, who who was Jack Tunney then? What how was Jack Tunney involved? 
Jack Tunney was a guy who uh, ran a Canadian promotion back in the 60s and 70s. And when Vince went around and bought all the Canadian promotions, uh, he bought all of them, including Stampede from Stu Hart. Um, right. They they gave Jack they they put Jack in a figurehead position for television as WWF president, but Jack Tunney in reality never was anything more than just a figurehead person. They just have appear on TV. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I uh, I know his I I used to know his granddaughter, which was Hello? there's a weird there's a weird connection right there. But yeah, I used to know his granddaughter, Trish, Trish Tunney. You know Trish Stratus? What? No 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 no. Believe me, this wasn't Trish Stratus. Trish, it was either Trish or Trisha Tunney. Um, yeah, I used to know her. Yeah. Oh, Tunnies. Tunnies, yeah. Anyway, um, back to Vince McMahon and getting canceled. Like, you know, it, it's a shame. He's also 77 years old, right? So, and if I'm not mistaken, um, well, we know what happened to Triple H, right? So he's he's kind of on the sidelines now. And did, didn't Stephanie take a step back as well? From the no, promotion, no, Stephanie's the CEO of the company now. Okay, okay, I didn't. No, I didn't she's hear on that she SmackDown this Friday night. She, okay, yeah. So you she, know, she's the active CEO of the company now. And uh, hold on, hold on, she's the active yeah. CEO of the company now. Triple H. This is the funny thing. Triple H has now taken over control of back uh, of uh, talent relations. He's also uh, taking control of creative. And the funny thing is, the person who loves uh, runs live events now. Is Jeff Jarrett. So in a weird fucked up world, really, we're living in a world where uh, there's no Vince McMahon in the WWF, but their main eventer is like uh, is is a Rhodes, and they're one of their head of vi- uh, vice presidents of the company is a Jarrett, but there's no Vince McMahon. And for anyone who follows wrestling like nerdy wise, that's that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. AI Roy, what do you got to say? What, what the fuck are you talking about now? Me and Vince did a Icro Pro cocaine milkshake, then pissed on Brooklyn Brawler chest. Okay, that's fucking really, really disturbing. GNR Liars, you were mentioning something about Dave Chappelle getting canceled too? So, it's not necessarily canceled, but, you know, so he he had a show booked um, in Minneapolis. Um, so, uh, first, I believe the show was called First Avenue was the, was the name of the theater. And hours before he was supposed to, he was supposed to perform there, First Avenue announced that the Dave Chappelle show for that night was being moved to the Varsity Theater and all tickets would be honored in the Varsity Theater. So apparently this theater is on the other side of town. And, um, you know, according to uh, their Instagram page, uh, they said to staff, artists and our community, we hear you and we are sorry. Um, We know we must hold ourselves to the highest standards. We know we let you down. We are not just a black box of people in it. And we understand that First Ave is not just a room, but meaningful beyond our walls, right? So this is all going back to statements that uh, Chappelle made last year against the LGBTQ uh, community. Not really, uh, more of jokes that he performed. So, you know, um, they, hours bef- they booked this guy. He sells out the venue. And then hours before, they decide they don't want him because of comments that he made. This is, this is pandering. Like it's ridiculous, the lengths that these people will go to now just to get their own way, right? I mean, the people that they inconvenienced, it it, it runs into the thousands now because they they want to push their narrative and they want to 
you know, basically say that you have to, you must think like us, or or you can't, or you can't be anywhere around us, and they they force them to go to the other side of the city. It's wrong. Like, you know, um, uh, the show for tonight at First Avenue now has now been moved to Varsity Theater. Your tickets will be honored. Doors open at eight p.m. and we highly recommend you. Uh, you know, arriving early. This this will be a phone free experience. It's like that's that's a tweet he puts out hours before, right? And you know. Um, like I said, he 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 made some jokes uh, targeting the LGBTQ community, particularly gender transgendered people, in Aww. the closer, which premiered in October on Netflix. So you know, you know, even Netflix has faced uh, mounting criticism from viewers over their platform of anti anti LGBTQ uh, views. I have some advice for those people: turn the fucking channel. Watch something yeah, that's, else. That's what I was going to say. Is that, that before they book the show, they they know that he has these because it's been a, it was it's already been a kind of uh, scandal uh, with his Netflix specials. Yeah. I mean, there were huge stories about it. So if you book his show, you you should know. It, it, there's, I'm there's really no... curious why the narrative has to be pushed so fucking hard with LGBT that they got they got to push it now where they have to infest it into children's schools where they have to uh, they have to literally force it on young minds where they want to like control and corrupt them. Where this is coming from a guy which hey fuck you faggots. Uh, the Fat Cast has been the only Guns N' Roses uh, podcast that I know that it's had a uh, welcomed on a uh, after transitioned uh, LGBT member of the community. I have a friend. That is an LGBT member. And guess what? I don't give a fuck. It's a person's a friend of mine. They're funny. They're, you know, someone I enjoy talking to. I, you know, whatever. I don't give a fuck that they're LGBT. But here's the deal. They don't push it down my fucking throat. People that push it down their pe other people's throat that make them want to change is the same thing as being, you know, it's going against what you want. You know, you want to you want to be treated as an equal. Then you know you can't fucking fucking force change in everyone's vote because then what was if uh, you know on TV it said uh, uh, don't be a faggot. You know, people wouldn't like those ads if they had, you know, fucking Wilford Brimley come up, the ghost of Wilford Brimley come up and, uh, uh, you know, uh, don't be a faggot, kids. You know, people would be upset about that. Yeah. Wait, am I wrong? Yeah, no, no perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm just saying, you know, if you're going to promote it, then, you know, understand that there's people that don't like it. So we, we all got to stop fighting over dumb shit. AI Roy, I am so glad to have you back because I really missed you. Uh, we were talking about Lambda. What You have a Chappelle take, do you? Okay, well, here you go. AI Roy, what, what's your Chappelle take, you crazy bastard? Dave Chappelle looks like an elderly starving Marvin. He hasn't been funny in years. China owns Chappelle. His wife is a chink spy. Oh, shit, really? Whoa! Wow! Whoa! That's uh, I I did not know that. Um, my life is fuller because of that. I thank you for for informing us of that. Uh, AI Roy. <laughs> I mean, the guy knows so, the ways. What do you think on that? Well, Chappelle's a little bit of a. He's a kind of a. I, obviously, people think he's the greatest comedian of, of all time. But he's a little bit difficult because on on you know in on one side he's black so everybody wants to like love him you know because of the racism type of angle. But then on the other hand, the black community are quite homophobic, and his trans stance it seems to be tied to that in a sort of broader sense. So he's very he's very he's very like a kind of difficult character to deal with, as in he's so huge that he can actually he's almost uncancelable uncancelable because he can just move to another platform so whichever platform he's on 
So he seems to be like, you know, I think most people, given his, you know, jokes about trans and stuff, they'd already been dealt with by now. But somehow he's... Uh, Managed to avoid that. Yeah, he, yeah, they can't really, they can't really do it. All they can do is make money off him, you know, because he yeah. can almost just do it himself. He's got that much money, he could almost. Just yes, put his out wife is a slant-eyed Jane Bond. Jesus, wow. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> think, you know, I mean, one of his jokes that he told was about a trans. I think it was a yeah, and uh, how that it was actually his friend. So this is the negativity around him is really just uh, kind of fabricated as well. He isn't really well, anti-trans. He's anti you telling him. So you know, in, in this article, in this article that I'm quoting here from, it's actually from People magazine. Um, it says here, Chappelle added that he doesn't blame the LGBTQ community for the controversy, claiming that it's all about corporate interest, right? So that just goes with, your, with what you're saying, wasted. Absolutely. Yeah. It's also like you were talking about the skeletons. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, so. Um, let me just pull I mean, up this article here. But yeah, I mean, that's something else that we were that people want to rewrite history, right? And they want they want it to they they want to take history and just apply it to today today's standards when it doesn't work like that because that's why it's history and that's why you learn from it and that's why you build on it but you know they want to there's there's a huge push right now from a, um, a small section or a small sect of, of scientists that they gender activists what is what i'm looking for they're trying to push anthropologists from identifying human remains as male or female because their whole reasoning behind it is that we don't know what they would I would have identified as and it, it's 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 nonsense it's nonsense it's it's either a male or a female and they have the technology to to determine this when they're when they're doing their excavations and they're doing you know just digging stuff up they can determine that you know but of course there was one there was one reference that was made in the article. Um, this is on a website called The College Fix. I've never heard of it before. Um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't look too reputable, but it, it just struck me as interesting. Um, you know, they took this one um, they took this one incidence where they actually got it wrong. Um, anthropologists got it wrong, um, saying that they dug up some uh, native women. And they, they falsely identified them as men, right? Because of their bone structure. So, you know, you're taking one example out of the whole pool of examples and you're using that as your driving force. It, it doesn't make sense. There's, everybody's going to make mistakes and mistakes do happen, yes. But to use that one mistake as, as the be-all, end-all and we can, because of this, we can no longer call... Um, skeletons, male or female, because that's it's not correct. But in reality, it's it is correct. Like it, it's it's kind of ahead. what uh, it's kind of what uh, Chappelle was saying. It's corporate interests. Because yeah. if if you come out and overtly say that you you know you're not going to misgender, 
than than money from uh, you know money. You get money given to you by the you know Fed money through BlackRock. You know the ESG scores, the environmental social governance scores that companies get given now. If you've got a high score, then you get favoured. You know, so that's that's probably why they want to tap into that kind of pool of money that's available. But if you're if you don't do, I mean, but it's kind of like a really obvious example of it because you there's going to be things that have nothing to do with it, gender really. But you know, like Coke, it's just Coke it doesn't have a gender. Yeah. But if you yeah. start, if you start saying, if you if you run a, like a pro-transgender commercial, coke commercial or something like that, then suddenly you get access and favorite favor favoritism in the culture, and you get access to this money. So ESG yep. scores are, are basically just like uh, social credit scores for companies, and that's actually how they can uh, controlling the narrative. Yeah, because it's free, it's free money. It's I just want to explain a few things. Um, uh, last week on the show, ET had to freak out, and I know what uh, Waste was just describing corporate companies and wasted I, uh, AR Roy, which I want to explain this to the audience so they know how I know when AR Roy wants to talk, and you guys don't. Um, so first thing is first, um, we are getting the uh, water fountain replaced that uh, Cardi threw through the window last week. Uh, that's going to get replaced in the studio. Um, secondly, um, the reason I know when AI Roy is communicating, they don't, is because I start the Skype conversation, and AI Roy is afraid that we're going to find out his true identity, and he actually calls me on a different Skype channel. So I, I know when he's available. That's how I know. So I, I just wanted to let everyone in on it, and uh, so you know, we, we want the audience to participate with us, not feel like they're being left out. Now, wasted. I know you were talking about corporations right beforehand. AI Roy uh, messaged me saying he had a question for you. So here's AI Roy. Wasted I need to add man. I need something oriental feeling for myself serve abortion kiosk. So far my marketing team has the slogan, unlike a light bulb you can unscrew her so let us suck that mistake out. I don't love it and feel it won't resonate in the Chinese market we want to capitalize on. Your thoughts and suggestions. Uh, well, in the Chinese market, uh, Chinese are all about food and family. Anything else is uh, you, it's going it's to fail. So you better you've got to tie what you tie what you're trying to sell to family, or or food. So it's probably like a Chinese family sitting around a table eating, and then introduce the product that you're trying to sell into that situation. You know, like a. It's you often see like adverts in China with the, the the little kid, the son, the grandson giving the grandfather something like a. Werther's original or some kind of Western product, you know, try this, try this Werther's original. <laughs> it's always tied to family. So it's like a perfect little world, that, you know, but there's very like a narrow uh, opinion window that you can go through. You can't be unscrewing light bulbs from women. Can we deep fry? the Festus and sell it as a competitor to KFC. Uh, deep fry what? Can we deep fry the Festus and sell it as a competitor to KFC? I think yeah, he means fetus. I think he means oh, fetus, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think that would sell. Well, what 
saying, and I think I understand him, is that if uh, you know you guys do the abortion clinic, which you're saying is not going to be popular, so I'm already going to try to talk him out of it. Um, but if you if you do the abortion clinic, that uh, that you're saying family is important, that everyone sitting around the table is important. So uh, I guess his his take on it was, well, can he deep fry the dead fetuses and sell them at like you know fried chicken? Well, it depends if the fetus the fetus might have a really like high levels of uh, uh, some kind of uh, you know potassium or if you could sell it as a health supplement it, it could work you know they eat all well, kinds of things a, a very popular um, um, practice in, in new age uh, medicine is uh, I, there there's examples of women who um, well basically eat their placenta yeah you know and and whale blubber is well, good for food. The whale blubber is good for whale blubber is good for fertility. Blacks and chinks love fried shit. <laughs> AI, right. yeah, anything, anything fried, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I don't, yeah, why not? I mean, I could see it being a, uh, uh, I don't know if it would be a competition for for KFC, but uh, maybe a little bit higher end. Um, it could be, you know, I mean, it could be a delicacy of sorts. Why not, right? Yeah, I could imagine them serving that in a, on Elysium, you know, if there's a spacecraft that's uh, yeah. floating around the Earth and only elites live there, they'll yeah. be getting the adrenochrome. They are, I was just going to say, they already do it with adrenochrome, yeah, so why not? So it may be uh, like Elysium. Chinese businessmen eating deep-fried uh, fetuses. There we go. All right, something. Uh, KFC, FFC, fetus. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I, I can tell you at least about the show tonight. It has not been PG. I'll tell you that. We've been TV-14 in honor of Vincent Kennedy McMahon Vincent. and his greatness. Uh now, Gene or Lars, you haven't been here for like two weeks. We're not going to count you last week being on it all because it was like talking to a fucking. It was like, and people aren't going to get this. And if you don't understand it, uh, well, fuck you. There was a. It's a Canadian show called Red Green. It was like talking to fucking Red Green out on a lake. You were just, you were here, but you really weren't. So we've missed a couple of weeks of AMAs, and you know, I've been, you know, I've been thinking about the AMAs and thinking about how we can really get it exciting. Uh, and uh, you know, I have a few ideas, but uh, wasted. What, what were you? Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about on that particular topic, or shall we? Shall, shall we hit well, the fucking AMA? There's a slight. Uh, con there's a sort of uh, you can, can compare and contrast the, you know, uh, Chappelle with Ricky Martin. Like Ricky Martin was yeah. like uh, having a an affair with his like 21 year old nephew or something in Puerto Rico. And uh, and then when the twenty-one-year-old nephew cut off the relationship, Ricky Martin started like stalking him, and and uh, that's when the guy went to the police and sort of said, you know, he he's stalking me, and they said, wait a minute, you know, should he really be having like a, an affair with a, his nephew? So then he got like domestic violence uh, charges and uh, you know uh, stalking all these charges came out so he he was basically i mean he's definitely did something wrong you know in more than Chappelle or uh, vince mcmahon it's clear cut but probably because he's gay his cousin kind of just like dropped the charges his nephew just dropped the charges and the media just covered up for him 
and let him apologize on TV and move on. Whereas if it was probably Chappelle who did that or somebody they wanted to get, they would. So it's a, it's very like a, a sort of a, it depends on whether the media or the culture wants to get you or not, whether they do. Yeah, well, it depends on if you're one of them or not, right? Like, and, bangs, you know. Bangs. More like the spick bangs, his family law wetbacks. <laughs> you know, and, and Ricky Martin, for all intents and purposes, is is one of them, you know? I mean, he fits he fits a lot of the categories, right? He's, he's yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's very handsome, you know, so that's a bonus for him. Um, you know, he's, he's an entertainer, so people love him. And he's gay, right? So everybody loves him. So yeah, this this is going to be swept under the rug pretty quickly, what's, what's you know. Um, under you what's, know, what's sex. Well, yeah, of course he does. Um, you know, it, it, under Puerto Rico's incest charges, he could face fifty years in prison for for this. But he's he's not going to serve any. He's probably won't even be charged, right? Yeah, because he's Ricky Martin, really. Yeah, yeah. He's also got a huge mansion. tongue boxing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, and of course, the lawyers are always going to chime in, right? So, um, Ricky Martin's lawyer is a man named Marty Singer, and he's like, you know, it's just a, it's a smear campaign now, right? So, unfortunately, the person who made this claim is struggling with deep mental health issues. Ricky Martin has, of course, never been or would never be involved with any any kind of sexual or romantic relationship with his nephew. Like you know, it's it's sensationalism now, and you know, make the guy look like well, basically a piece of shit, right? So uh, it's it, and he's probably going to get he's probably going to pay him off. Of course, yeah, that's probably what's happened. Like behind the scenes, you know, you can have this you can have this wing of my mansion. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's the same as the, like I sort of link that to the you know e- Elon Musk's father Errol Musk, you know the, how the elites can do things that you you can't really get away with, you know uh, Errol Musk uh, Elon Musk's father, father's had two kids with his stepdaughter. Yeah, man. You know? Like his first wife, you know he's on his second or third wife, but on his first wife had a daughter. They had a daughter. Do- had a daughter. And he, <clears throat> he's basically had two daughters with her, <clears throat> and you you couldn't get away with that. <laughs> I don't think Dude. if you were just a normal person, but because you he's like a elite. Yeah, it's. This, I mean, it's one know, of those things this, where you know the guy's a fucking creeper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. uh, Elon Musk had not has nine kids. And, it, and uh, also Errol Musk is, has been saying, I mean, that story came out and then his, his second next story that he wanted to tell everybody was that he was donating his sperm to high class women in Colombia. That's right. Yeah. So he's, <laughs> so he's sort of like, he has the same kind of fancy. He, like he said, the, the most, the reason why we're put on the earth is to like procreate. And to you know, he wants to put his seed, his like genius Elon Musk or Errol Musk seed into as many people as possible and have as many kids as possible. But he's basically giving his uh, like uh, DNA to Colombia, high class Colombian women to also spread. It's a bit like what Ep- it's a bit like what Epstein was trying to do on that ranch. He wanted to start like a super race based on his DNA. Like these elites, they go like out of their minds. 
wasted. I'm not trying to do you really here, and I know I am a little bit. I just have a little bit of show news. Uh, uh, AI Roy uh, has to leave us because as soon as you mention, uh, you know, uh, Elon Musk, that uh, starts getting involved with the uh, fucking uh, war they're currently having. So uh, he had to he had to take a break from the show. AI Roy says he'll be back in uh, maybe next week or in the coming week. So we're excited about that. But uh, to get back on topic, what you were discussing, wasted. Um, Elon Musk bring the seat around. I know we've discussed this before, but I really want a Nate test. Look at Elon Musk. Look at Greta Thunberg. Same fucking retarded face. Exact same fucking retarded face. I want a DNA test to say he's not Greta Thunberg's fucking father, and that's why she's getting all this, uh, you know, money for her stupidity from. And you know, and you were bringing up Epstein again. You know that whole fucking Epstein thing. It's it's crazy when you think about that how it all happened. But now you you look at the fact that Elon Musk's dad's pulling a Woody Allen, and the world just doesn't care anymore. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Well, it's just certain people can get away with. Uh, get away with it by the elites can just openly brag about it in the newspapers it seems uh, i mean when he was asked about his stepdaughter and the two two ba- you know the two babies he he said he was too busy at the moment to talk about it <laughs> you know he would get back to them uh, and and when he talked about it he just talked about it as if it was you know he he started talking about his philosophy uh, about you know populating the world with uh, you know his his dna <laughs> Well, why is his DNA so superior? I mean, this is sounding like some Nazi shit here. I mean, have you checked to see if the Musk people have, you know, uh, you know, any tattoos on their arms or uh, fucking, or do they walk a certain way? Do they fucking goose step? I mean, this is sounding like some weird fucking Nazi shit. Well, yeah, the the elites. I mean, if you look at all the members of the, like Klaus Klaus Schwab, yeah, anal Schwab, anal Schwab, Klaus Schwab, anal Schwab. He, Anal Swab, that guy. I mean, Anal Swab. They, when they come out for the on the podium to talk, they all seem like they all talk with a German accent, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> it's very very disconcerting. <laughs> <laughs> like every single one of them, and nobody notices. Yeah. They just go, you know, uh, what's he called, uh, Vanden Vandeleyen or Vander, yeah. and then you think she's from Sweden or something, and then she just comes on and starts talking in a German accent. You've got to think that the whole of the EU and all these elites, they're all probably like Nazis. Yeah, even when uh, you hear Soros, who I think he's Jewish, even he, I think he's a Hungarian Jew, even though even though you hear him, he still sounds like a Nazi. Like, if you ask me, like, man, no, if that he, motherfucker starts, you know, speaking about the Fuhrer. He was talking about, um, he was talking about being in the Hitler Youth, uh, Soros. Soros was in the Hitler Youth. He, he was bragging about going door to door when he was in with it, when he was in the Hitler Youth when he was younger. So so forget about him being a Hungarian Jew, folks. I, I guess I had some bad information on that one. It turns out he was a <laughs> Hitler Jr. So I'm so glad that he funds the Democratic Party. Which, folks, this isn't something that we're, we're going to tell you. Hey, uh, Democrats are bad. Republicans are bad. We're just going to give you facts here. The basic fact is the biggest donator to the Democratic Party in the liberal movement in America for the last 20 years has been George Soros. That's not something that, you know, is that's like AP News, just basic fact. And the fact, and fact this guy was from the Hitler Youth Program. Folks, can we start looking at some of this shit and going, hmm, it's not right. Can we, can, we, can we at least talk like adults and go, hey, you know, this seems a little awkward. Uh, to who? Obviously not wrong? him. <laughs> No. I mean, what was it the other day? I think it was Cardi was posting, which is going to lead us to another topic, but Cardi was posting 
something about Jesse Waters or somebody was that like Jesse Waters is worth like half a billion dollars or something that his family's like super loaded. And this guy's on Fox News trying to be the common man that replaced Bill O'Reilly. Meanwhile, he's fucking part of the elite. And you just see oh. it and you realize it's all a game. They all are fucking multimillionaires. They're all someone has a family member that's fucking, you know, connected to fucking, you know, Klaus Schwab or the fucking Goldman Sachs or something or another. Also, uh, Tucker Carlson, his dad uh, used to run like a, a sort of Voices of America, a TV show in the 70s, uh, which was uh, like found out to be part of the deep, deep state propaganda. Like Tucker Carlson's dad is part of the deep state. So <laughs> really? you can't really trust what he's going to say. <laughs> yes, yeah. his dad, his dad was on that's... some show called Voices or Choosing. Voices of America or something. And, uh, can we get like know. one? Can we get like one news thing that that's like not like? Can I get like Peter Jennings back? Where I when I listened to Peter Jennings, I never <laughs> thought like he had an agenda. I thought he was just going, "Hey, this is what our reporters fucking found out. This is what we think's going on." And that's what I always thought you'd get from like a guy like Peter Jennings. But now yeah. every time you listen to the news, someone's got a fucking like wild opinion here. They're fucking corrupted. I just want to hear the basic news, and I, I don't want to watch the news and be told every day how the world's going to shit. Can we, you know, then they put the happy story at the end of the news. Can we just be honest and just give us the news? Who who was the newscaster, Brasky? He was an American newscaster. At the end of every newscast, he would say, "Good night and good luck." Oh, that was Tom Brokaw. I was not. That that was Tom Brokaw. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. It could have been. It could have been the guy before Brokaw, which was uh, Jesus Christ. I can't believe I'm forgetting. What? Walter Cronkite. Yes, it might have. I think it was Walter Cronkite. Good night. Good luck. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go drink scotch. I think Ted Turner was the like the original like Hollywood cut, wasn't he? Like, wasn't wow. he, like, always connected to, like, uh, Jane Fonda? Yes, I was just going to say That's that, yeah. Wife. Wasn't wife. he dating Jane Fonda? Yeah. What do you mean it's dating? It's his wife. Yeah. Oh, I, dude, I don't know, man. I don't he was, know. He's, like, deep I... in, deep in, like, liberal Hollywood. He, oh, all I, I know. I mean, there's no between dating and waking up next to the bitch. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, Ted Turner was definitely, but I never saw, like, you know, CNN might have later went that way, but I don't remember CNN in the 90s when Turner owned it being, you know, I don't remember in the 90s TV being this crazy. I remember, like, you knew, no. like, okay, these this show is going to be where they're going to have, like, wild opinions. But if you can watch, like, you could watch regular news and no one would be shoving, like, fucking wild stuff down your throat. It'd be like, next up, the best new washer and dryer. Instead of uh, next up, a uh, local LGBT mayor fucking comes out to support gay monkeys and uh, dogs that identify as lesbians. You know, all, all I remember went from, from Ted Turner is uh, he used to own the Braves, didn't he? Because I was a big Expos fan growing up, and I hated the Braves, and they were always on um, his channel. Uh, it was is TNT. it TBS? TNT, TNT. Or TBS. TBS was for the Braves. Yeah, TBS was for the Braves, but Ted Turner owned the Atlanta Braves. He owned the Atlanta Hawks, and he owned yeah. Championship Wrestling WCW. That's right. So this relates back to Vince McManus's biggest compet- yeah. his competition. He also owned CNN and uh, he owned the Turner Networks. And then what happened is he got a merger with Time Warner. He lost a little bit of power, but what happened in '99 was the AOL Time merger was happening, and by 2000 they got. This has been run by uh, Jamie Kellner and everyone else over at fucking the Warner thing, which they later became HBO Media, which uh, just. 
it's a conglomerate of shit fucks. It's why it's why streaming now sucks because there's too many fucking streaming channels and they're all pricey and they're all fucking convoluted with shit shows that no one wants to watch. Like the death of Netflix is hilarious. Have you guys heard that Netflix has now lost fucking uh Jesus? I want to say it lost 1.5 million subscribers in the last 60 days just because you know they're shit. <laughs> you know yeah, what? I'm gonna bad. I'm gonna disagree with that. Like of all the streaming services. I've done a trial with Disney. Um, I had Hulu for a while. Hulu's pretty good. Still, is pretty good. Amazon Prime. Uh, what are the other ones? HBO Max. Dude, Netflix is still the best and the one that I still watch the most, man. There's still a lot of good You're out shit. Of your mind. Some, there, there's only how... fucking, I think, two shows I miss on Netflix. I miss Trailer Park Boys because that's like greatest fucking shows ever. I think well, that's all I really miss. What were you saying there, Wasted? Oh, uh, just yeah. Some sometimes depends on like what kind of movies you watch. If you, it doesn't seem to have that many like box office like new movies coming through and or big TV series. Often the TV series I want to watch is on like some other uh, channel, but it does have a lot of like uh, kind of Spanish and German, like international like movies like you can watch like italian gangster you know modern day gangster movies so there's a lot of depth depth to it but it's not like the best you 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 know you can't and sometimes they have like a movie a couple guys which i'm not gonna they take it away Wasted. i'm sorry for stepping on you tonight i know i keep doing it i apologize sir so that's my bad uh what i was gonna say was uh to relate it to what you're saying was I'm not going to out these people, but I know we have at least two or three guys who listen to the show that are actually from India. You know, they're actually street shitters themselves, which they'll get the joke. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> so, you know, one of the things is Bollywood has taken over Netflix. Like, See, if, I can, I if you're on Netflix, man. it's all about fucking Indian movies. Even Amazon, it is too. And now I get that India has a population of like fucking a billion. I, I get that you guys are way bigger than us. I, I get that. Why the fuck are you on our TV? Fucking keep your TV over to you. That's all I'm asking. You know, we don't we don't want your shit. You don't want our shit. Come on, man. Let's do, do your shit. I mean, I'm not trying to insult you guys. You know, I, I don't mind Indians. I, I don't like your customer service. But I've had a few friends that are Patels. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I hate selling fucking cars to you people. You fucking know. You guys are fucking rat bastards, and you've caused Bill Brasky's fucking cholesterol and his weight. I guarantee you, fucking twenty pounds of my fat is just from selling cars to fucking Patels. Okay, but you people know when, this. Uh, but I have friends that eat Patels. When uh, when we used to when I used to work at UPS, there was a there was a, an ongoing joke um, that if we were in a certain part of town and we had like with UPS, you, you had to get a signature, right? Um, so if we were in a certain part of town and we were delivering, we would ask people for their for their name, and you know we we couldn't understand them a lot of times. So the the joke with us drivers was was oh just put down Patel. <laughs> just put down Patel. It's probably their name. I mean, you had a fucking seventy percent hit rate. I mean, you weren't wrong on it. Seventy percent of the time, you were going to be accurate on that. You were going to go be all through, <laughs> and you get there, and the wife, it'd be fucking a hundred degrees, and this bitch would be wearing a fucking dress. Yeah. Meanwhile, the fucking husband would always look. He'd always be on his phone. If you ever seen an Indian guy, if they're not actually like working, like actually doing work. They're on their fucking phones. I don't know who the fuck they're talking to here, but I mean, if 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 I could invest right now into the fucking Indian cell phone market, that's where I'm fucking putting all my money because them motherfuckers are always talking. They're like Mexican bitches. He, this this one speaking of that, Brasky, this one time, um, 
I was delivering to said area and uh, buddy was on his phone. I go to make the delivery. This is a true story, by the way. It was very uncomfortable. Um, buddy was on his phone and I get to the delivery and, and he, he puts the on speaker and he's like, it's my grandfather in India he or Pakistan or oh. somewhere. Uh, and he, he wants to talk to you. I'm like, well, why? You know? And then he goes on to say, He's in a hospice and he's dying. So he wants to talk to somebody. Can you talk to him? And I'm like, dude, I'm just delivering you a fucking package, man. Like, it's UPS. I just, can you sign yours? Like, talk to my grandfather. Come on, talk to my grandfather. Extremely uncomfortable. I had to talk to his grandfather, who did not speak English, obviously, because he wasn't in the country. Um, uh, I, I would imagine it was just as uncomfortable for him as it was for me, but... Yeah, it's yeah uh, on his phone. Maybe, maybe your speaker. voice. Maybe your voice was a presence of love. Now, before we got off track a little bit, I was going to mention that uh, we wanted to talk about something, and I mentioned it on the forum. Um, some of the guys just aren't posting on the forum. Uh, Cardi posted the other day. Uh, he, he's more on Discord. He just like it's it fits him better. Him and Broski are best friends. They've been best friends forever, and it's it's good for him to have a place that he can post his thoughts and feelings now. He posts on the board. He's always welcome on the board. Obviously, he's a fucking, you know, original GNF and R guy. He's just doing that. Uh, damn smooth. I, I believe last time I talked to him and we talked in an email, um, my impression is that he's just in a better place in life, dude. He's moved on to a, a pretty good place. He has a, a special lady in his life now, which means instead of, uh, you know, playing online with us, he's playing with a woman, which, you know, good for him. And he's just busy. Uh, and I, I don't know. It's not anything bad with him. I'm sure he'll pop up. Uh, Papa Fat, I know, has had some shit off and going off in the real world that he's just been really super busy on. Uh, he kind of told me that in private. Um, I haven't heard from him lately, but he's just been busy. He'll be back. Uh, he's one of uh, the founders. We love him. And then uh, when it comes to Face Kicker, um, listen, Face Kicker has been my longest friend in the community. I, I love Face Kicker. Uh, this whole fucking Ukraine-Russian war thing has really, uh, I guess, I want to say almost alienated him from the community because his thoughts and beliefs are so strong one way, which are fine. Cause he's an educated guy. It's not like he's fucking retarded. And he's like, Durr! you know, he presents a logical standpoint. It just, I disagree with him. And I think the fact that so many people disagree with him, he's just hesitant to uh, hop on a forum and just argue for the sake of arguing. Now, am I pissed off the fact that he thinks that the only thing we give a shit about is a political opinion? Yeah. I think politics should never, get involved with uh, hanging out with your friends and chilling. And I think that face kicker is such a funny guy that uh, him just commenting on guns and roses or uh, life is good enough. So I, I don't know where he is right now. I, I'm not going to bother him. I think I talked to haters. He said face kicker talked to him last week. So I think he's going to be back soon. Uh, we miss him. Um, when it comes to JP, obviously we've reached out to him. We miss him. Um, we got to get some shit figured out with him. I'm hoping we do it on the fat cast. If not, that's fine too. I can, I can take privacy and understand that. Um, fucking Skeeter slash Apollo still looks at the forum every day. So does Gunner. I don't know. Am I missing anybody? A meat puppet's the only one that we can't seem to find. Uh, meat, you know how to find the fat cast. So fuck you. If you can't figure out where batapplesforum.com right now, and once again, that's batapplesforum.com, then you're a silly bastard. We miss you. Um, is there anyone I'm forgetting, Waste? Is there anyone I'm forgetting, Wires? All that waste to take this? No, I don't. I don't know. Uh, not that I know of. Waste. Did you know how popular you are? 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the most hated <laughs> poster in GNI history. No, 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 not at all. No. You're a beloved poster on BadAppleSform.com. You're a beloved member of the Fatcast. Buddy, people love reading your insanity on our form. Now, did my GNR get you? No, but, but come on. My GNR's form, like, it's a bunch of grandmas and a bunch of fucking, like, super, you know, liberal guys that are just posting on there bitching about everything they can bitch about. I mean, it really wasn't your personality. They're not going to appreciate 80s action movies. You know, you quoting Arnie is not going to fucking excite them. They want to hear Bernie Sanders. So it just wasn't a fit for you, which God bless them. Hope they're doing well. You know, I've actually got Miser posting over on Evo because he kept stalking us so bad. I just said, well, why don't you go post on fucking Evo on our site? So I look a few days later on Evo because uh, my buddy's the admin there, James, who's fucking awesome. And uh, <laughs> I look and there's Wilco, which Wilco's Miser. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Wilco is miser. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck. It's a band, isn't it? Yeah, Wilco it is. is a band. There is a band named Wilco. Yeah. I don't. So know. I thought he was like listening to Wilco. Of course, it's miser. I mean, he goes through phases where you know the Beatles are the greatest band ever, then it's the Rolling Stones, and it's Guns N' Roses, and it's some fucking alt indie band. However, he's addressing himself or ever comfort. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe the fucking kid. But uh, yeah, he's now on GNR Evo. So. Uh, He's moved on, which is good. Uh, BadAppleSforum.com is not a place for him. Um, but uh, speaking of things, we've now addressed where everyone kind of is. It, it's time for that special time of the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's the AMAs of GNR Liars. Thank you, thank you very much. GNR Liars. So if, just to circle back to... Uh, Missing forum members and uh, specifically Face Kicker. Little known fact about Face Kicker: his cousin actually tattooed me in Donegal, Ireland. How um, did you manage to pull that off? Uh, be I was on the forum one day. Um, and we were talking about tattoos, and I, I had just got back, just gotten back from Ireland, and I said, "Oh, I was tattooed in, in, in Donegal." And Face Kicker chimed in, and he said, uh, "Who tattooed you?" And I, I if I'm not mistaken, um, her name was Ruth, and it was at Zombie blah, Dolls. Blah blah blah. What's not docs? I'm not doxing. How no, I'm doxing? just saying, like you said, Ruth, but just don't give up the fucking location of the place. Oh, okay. Yeah, you sorry, know what I mean? uh, no, sorry, I'm not. I'm not sorry. I'm not trying to dox anybody. I take that back. Anyway, um, and anyway, Face Kicker uh, uh, said he's like, oh, I think that's my cousin, and I put a picture up on the forum. Uh, this is the old forum, right? And I put a picture up on the forum, and he's like, Yeah, that's her. Crazy, eh? Small world, eh? I, it's just, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy small world. Sorry, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I didn't mean to, to, to give out any information like that. I, I do apologize. I wasn't thinking. Sorry. Um, it, it's okay. I mean, clearly now they're going to come after Face Kicker. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you, but you've, you've clearly ruined the man's life. I mean, he's clearly now entering a second level of hell. He will be I'm the sorry. new, uh, you know, uh, stealthy geek. Which, if anyone gets that, of course, boys, you know, linger longer. All right, fuck y'all. But <laughs> <laughs> here's the funny thing, man. Like, the AMAs is such an exciting part because we're fucking retarded. We'll answer anything you ask us. As sure. long as it doesn't involve our family, our children, 
or something that legally could fuck us over. Like we're not going <laughs> to, we're not going to be like uh, dear uh, fat cast. Uh, how do you make a bomb? We're, you know, chances yeah. are we're not going to tell Just you that. Refer to the anarchist cookbook. Um, fuck it. God damn it. Liars. All right. Oh, sorry. Jesus oh, sorry. <laughs> I said we weren't supposed to answer that one. It's, 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 it's not on page 14. Which oh, can be found online. Sorry, oh, sorry. I've, oh, I've, I've, I've definitely crossed some lines here. God. But when you're making a bomb, be sure not to cross your lines. Sorry, I, I gotta stop. I fucking, I, you know, I can't wait till a fucking the Mountie show up at your fucking door. They're gonna <laughs> ride. They're gonna, they're gonna show up on two fucking horses. They're gonna be wearing these big old fucking caps. Oh, hello there, sir. Are you? Oh, yeah. uh, do you go by uh, the GNR liars there on the uh, the uh, the uh, the Fiat cast? And Lars will say, "Yeah, yes, of course I do." Oh, can you please, there? Uh, can you can you not do that and say those things about the bombs? That's a whoop. That's a real no. That's a real non-starter for us there. And Lars will be like, "Oh, gee, golly, Dude. sorry about that." And that'll end the whole program. It's not like what's going to happen here. Where I swear to God, one of these days, you know, JB took down the form, and one of the best things for Mars is that the form doesn't exist anymore. Because if it did, in any means or fashion, and the Secret Service ever saw what you said about, you know. Our, our president, our sitting president of the United States, Mr. Joseph Biden, Pfizer, you'd be getting a knock on the door. So just, you know, just just be grateful that JB kamikaze the site. Perfect. So what were you going to say there, Wasted? Sorry. Uh, I was just going to the mounted police. Do the horses know how to step over tripwires? You know, I know you've got, your, I've got your, your whole house is like uh, <laughs> Rambo's, like, hunger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got that, Brasky, because that happened. Uh, and it, d d d you have tripwires around my house? No, you do. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so the Canadian mountains go up to fucking lies, household riding the horses, thinking everything's good. The horse hits a tripwire, blows this fucking horse in the mouth. Straight to the glue factory for you. Flying everywhere. <laughs> Didn't uh, didn't uh, Arnie? Didn't Arnold like fart on somebody or something? That was one Dude. of DNR lives. Yes. Yeah. No, guys, I'm not trying to go off topic here. We're gonna get right back to the AMAs. But you know, the other day I was talking to my dad. You know, because you know, I, I've I've said we take care of him this and that. And he's he's an elderly man. But we're talking and we're talking. They're they're doing this January 6 coverage, and I'm not gonna watch any of that bullshit because I have I don't care. It's not something I'm into. But we we're talking about January 6, and we're like, you know, what's crazy. The fact that you had, you know, what, like 40,000 fucking people just getting all fucking, you know, uh, crazy out there, throwing shit, you know, protesting, yelling and screaming. And the Capitol Police and the Washington's, you know, D.C. police and the state police, they didn't get involved. They didn't. They fucking let these people go right into the Capitol. And that's crazy because I think that's racist. And my dad goes, uh, you know, fuck it. Brasky, why do you think that's racist? I said, well, listen, you tell me if you got fucking a couple thousand black people together and they fucking started yelling and screaming and breaking shit. That the fucking cops wouldn't be in there in a minute, fucking, you know, hitting them with tear gas and beating them. Cause they would. I mean, the fact that these fucking 40 to 50,000, I don't even know how many it was on January 6th, where these just cause they were white people, middle aged and, you know, grandmas, the cops didn't do shit. No one fucking went in there and did anything. The fact that these idiots got into the fucking place and they're shitting on people's desks, the fact that Magsme literally shit on a fucking desk. I mean, I'm still not getting over that. 
But yeah, the fact that this happened and everyone in the fucking Senate and, you know, Congress are cowards. The fact that, you know, they had these guys coming in there. No one from the, no one got out there and said, get up the fuck out of here. This is our, you know, this is our building. Could you imagine if Arnie was there, you know, still back in the Senate? No, I know Arnie was a Republican, but January 6th would have been different if Arnie was there. He would have went out there like at the fucking scene in Terminator 2. You remember the scene with the minigun where he's fucking got the minigun, he's shooting the cops. There's no casualties, but he fucking takes everything out. Um, yeah. Okay, so what would have happened on January 6th? Fucking Senator Arnold Schwarzenegger from the great state, or the governor <laughs> from the fucking great state of California, he would have fucking went out there and just went out with a minigun, pulled up the same thing. Just fucking shooting fucking everything around. Maybe no casualties. Maybe a few people die. Who knows? But it would have been better, is what I'm saying. So, speaking of the Terminator, Miriam Margolis is now 74. Uh, apparently she was in the Terminator. I don't know where she or sorry, not the Terminator. Um, she started an end of days with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Apparently she has accused Arnold Schwarzenegger of deliberately farting in her face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smell my <Yeah>. gookie bitch. <laughs> she went on to say that I don't care for him. He's a bit too full of himself, she said about the you know, former California governor. And he said, he farted in my face. Now I fart. Of course I do. But I don't fart in people's faces. And he did it at delivery, right in my face. He said uh, they were filming the, the biblical action flick. flick um, and she was playing Satan's sister. And he was killing me. So he had me in a position where I couldn't escape and lying on the floor. And then he just farted. It sounds like it's end of days. Are you sure it wasn't yeah. Axel? Yeah. <laughs> I think if the Terminator farted on you, did it blow you through like three walls? So I don't really believe what she's saying. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right. It is end of days. I'm scrolling down here a little bit. Um, yeah, you know... Uh, uh, End of Days, starring Robin Tunney's tits in the first Gene R song, Post uh, Slash and Duff. End of Days. Not a bad movie, by the way, because listen, I'm an Arnie simp. I fucking love Arnie. When Arnie or Liam Neeson die, Brasky's going to cry like he did when Norm and Fez died. Those are are like my last fucking big two. And, you know, (laughs) End of Days is great because it's literally Arnie versus the devil. And there's a line in that movie, which is the greatest line in any Arnie movie, which no one knows because most people don't like the movie. So Satan's talking to fucking Arnie and he's telling him he's going to kick his ass, blah, 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 do this, all these bad things. Arnie looks at the devil. <laughs> he goes, you think you're bad? You're a fucking choir boy compared to me. <laughs> the fucking, and the, just the fact that in reality, I'm like, I know this is a movie, but in reality, I could see Arnie saying that, you know what I mean? Looking at the devil himself telling me he's a fucking choir boy. That's just fucking awesome. And I, I like the movie. It's not a bad movie. Robin Tunney's tits are in it, which, oh, my God, that chick's got fucking. I mean, those are just probably about. They might be a, maybe a B, but they're at least a strong C. And they are perky and they are wonderful. And I, God damn, I want to motivate about those fucking tits. Robin Tunney, she was later on The Mentalist. She's this, this like, little cute Irish bra with dark hair. Oh, my. Who's Robin God, Tunney? Oh. Hello. Oh, her. Hello. Hello. Hello? That's right. Hello. Hello. That's Gino, Robin... give me some more AMAs. 
Because okay, Waste is going to listen. Listen, Waste is going to bring. We're going to fucking get this plane all fucked up. We're going to have engines go out. We're going to have this plane looking like we're going to crash land. And then at the end of the show tonight, Waste is going to take over and fucking land this plane. Waste How many drinks are we in? Uh, four. All right, all keep right. going, buddy. We need you at least six before you can take over. Uh, all right, Gene Arliers, here we go. This one is from uh, a few weeks ago, actually, um, from Mr. Killer on the Loose himself. Were Absurd and Hard School chosen as singles and possibly mixed the way they were in order to build negativity around the reunion, perhaps allowing Axel to force Slash out or Slash finding a way to leave? Who would like Frasky? to take that wasted? Do you want to take I think, that? Or do you want I think to... it might be. I think it might have been like a. It might be like a compromise, like between the two, like CD era and the kind of more old school sound, like with Slash getting and Duff getting to do like hard school, and then Axel getting to do like somehow resurrect Silkworms as absurd. Um, but it might, you know, it might have been. I don't know if it, it could have been that they're just like <clears throat> giving up. I mean, I. Uh, it seemed like the start of something, but it might have been the end of something, as in they may have just said, these are the only two songs from the batch that we can play live, and these are the only two songs which are single, single-worthy, you know, quick singles, you know. Maybe these are the two that we're going we're gonna to do. So maybe they just gave up on the idea. So that, or, you know, I suppose what he's saying is that they're so, they're, they're so annoying <laughs> to, to the fan base that nobody's interested in a new album anymore. Well, my perspective on this is coming from my interactions with people and their their opinions and what they've told me is that when the uh, leaks occurred and people were generally disappointed with how Atlas sounded, that uh, that delayed the release of Atlas Shrugged. Uh, also, the fact that when you look at Absurd and you look at Hard School, Hard School, even though you can tell where it's copy and pasted, it was an easier song for Slash and Duff to enter into. Even Absurd had the lyrics, like it was it was mostly a structure was there of Silk Worms. The problem you have now, and we've talked about this on the show before, is Atlas and Perhaps are completely disorganized when it comes to musically. Like the instrumental and the vocals do not match. So how do you take, you know, Axel's vocals, because they're going to be those exact vocals, and put new instrumentals on them and make them sound not shitty. And you got Karam, who I've called the butcher. I mean, I think the guy's horrible. But at the same time, he did put out a good Rage Against Machine album. He put out one of the best ones where he was the producer. He's also put out some Pearl Jam albums that were good. And Chinese Democracy is the only thing that we can really judge him against from an actual release instead of Hard School and uh, uh, Absurd. And I don't think until we get a release, it's really fair to judge anything on here. Uh, right now, obviously, there, there's been friction in the band, and I don't know what we're going to get more instead of the user illusion plan and maybe Atlas, but I know the article that we've been talking about, boys, the uh, that big Rolling Stone article, Mr. Dunsford himself on Twitter, which, uh, Rick, if you're listening, I got your text message the other day. I deleted it by accident because I've gotten a lot of text messages lately, and uh, uh, feel free to send one back because I believe uh, the, uh, you know, whatever, if you want to chat. But uh, he, he informed us the article's coming out in September. He seems excited for it. I believe uh, Mr. St. Laurent has uh, been browsing forms again, from what I hear. Miss um, Madeline, I, I don't believe, is actually active at all, which, you know, congratulations to her. You go, girl. Hope you're having a wonderful summer. Um, I, I don't know, dude. There seems to be a lot of weird shit happening. 
So uh, I expect September to be an interesting month. I don't know if we're getting a new release maybe for our song in September too, because I find it coincidental that the, the September is going to be when Guns N' Roses starts their South American tour, which of course Slash is still going to be a part of. And, you know, the Ashba stuff is just, you know, it, it's just me fucking around. I haven't heard anything about it, but I mean, it, there's a possibility. I mean, if Ashba comes back, CD2 comes out immediately, which is fucking funny. Um, but September is going to be when the Rolling Stone article hits. September is going to be when the tour resumes. September would be my best guest for a Atlas or a perhaps release. So probably released on like nine eleven. <laughs> Two towers, Atlas and perhaps. <laughs> That's what I'd make the cover of the, the Atlas. The picture of the towers going down. It's almost as controversial as the original um, yeah. Appetite for Destruction concept. Yeah, the Challenger, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boys, it, it takes us a while sometimes to make a great show. And we can drag on, and I know most of that's my fault. But then we get the one joke. And sometimes it's liars, sometimes it's wasted. But goddamn, that was the joke. <laughs> Here's the line of the night, boys. Line of the day. Line of the day. With Gene or Liars. What do we got for AMAs? And come on, I know we got more. Yeah, we do. Um, uh, Brian Wilson, so basically a follow-up question uh, to that was, uh, uh, Brian Wilson asked, so we didn't get two new singles as promised by Slash, as always. But now that the tour has ended and only two months until Rio, are we finally going to get a new song or more than one? I say no. Like, I, no, like nothing new is coming out. I don't think it was ever scheduled for the summer, though. Cause didn't the last ones come out in September or late yes, August? They sure did. They sure so did. It would be September, I think, for the if something's going to come out. But you think, that, like I was saying before, is the those two that came out at high school, absurd. They can do them live, can't they? I don't think I, I don't think they can do Atlas and perhaps live at this point. It seems. I like mean, it would be more difficult. They can't. They could. They can't do um, uh, hard school and absurd very well live, but they do do them. Yeah, but at least they, you know, they can. They can do them. They seem possible. Whereas when I listen to Atlas, it, that the first scream just seems like it's out of reach at the moment like he's singing on a kind of it's like a Pearl Jam song or something the vocal yeah it's like yeah. on such a but on like a really high level as well like a, a different like a tone or something so I don't know how I mean it's kind of complex song to pull it off live with all the changes you know the different parts or different vocal parts I don't think so I don't know. There are other songs that could they could come out like an instrumental, like a quick song if they release. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! And the quick song. Imagine. Oh, you know what? You're right. Imagine oh next. Probably, hold on, hold on. I didn't get the yep. fucking answer. You fucking Canadian bastard. Oh jeez. Oh, so oh, there. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry for being sorry. Okay. Let me say sorry just one more time. Sorry. Okay. All right, I get you there, pal. Okay. So uh, here's the deal. It might be liars. I said perhaps an atlas. But, uh, guys, uh, whatever you want to think of me, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Some people call me a fake insider. Obviously, I'm not an insider. I'm just a guy who talks to a lot of people and tries to get their information. I know you guys think I try to troll you. I really fucking don't. I try to give you the best information I got. 
let's think about this together. Let me walk you through my thought process here and see if you agree with me or not. Let's do this together as a team. The fat gas audience in Brasky, you guys are my new team. So this is what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to talk about. If the Rolling Stone article is coming out in September, that means Rolling Stone is putting it out because the tour is happening in September. But that probably also means if a tour is coming out in September, a Rolling Stone article is coming out in September, that's going to be the time that you're going to get a new release. If you're ever going to get a new release this year, it's going to be September. So I don't know if it's going to be Liars, perhaps, or Atlas, but I would say there's about a 99% chance you get a new song in September. And I, you know what? Fuck it. You want to? You want to? You want to call me out? Let's 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 throw balls on the fucking table. Oh, uh, I'll throw my balls on the table if I get this wrong. Um, I'll stop pretending or acting like I have a fucking clue. All right, let's throw balls on the table. My balls on the fucking table right now. They're fucking brass balls, okay? I didn't win a fucking, uh, you know, steak knife. So I won the fucking Cadillac Eldorado, boys. All right? Let's get <laughs> fucking serious about that, all right? It was a 92 Cadillac Eldorado, and I fucking won it because I know how to sell. All right? There you go. So he, he, here's the deal. New single comes out in September. Rolling Stone article comes out in September. Uh, tour comes out. There's been friction in the band. Um, Duff and Axel are closer than ever. Like, seriously, Duff is never going anywhere again. Slash and Axel don't hate each other, like, like despise each other in a pure way. They just don't like each other. They don't want to really be around each other. Slash just does it for the money. And, you know, I, at any moment, there could be a fucking issue and Slash could be replaced with DJ Ashba. And when I mean any moment, I mean, it's all when Slash just has enough. And that's what it's come down to. I mean, Slash just likes the money, but at the same time, he also realizes that he's older, that he's going to lose his... Every time he goes on tour of Guns N' Roses, he's going to make a shit ton of money, but he's going to lose time that he can go uh, diddle around and make songs with fucking faggot Miles Kennedy, which for some reason or other, Slash loves making new music. And Axl Rose, not so much. Not so much. Now, uh, Mr. Liars, back to your topic, since this is your uh, section of the forum. Yes, I just wanted to, I was laughing before because uh, Wasted suggested that the next uh, Guns N' Roses song could be an instrumental. Imagine they released an instrumental song. They've got one, uh, the Quick Song, yeah. Quick Song is an instrumental. There was, what was the one on the Locked and Loaded box set too? The Plague? The Plague, that's what it was called, The Plague. I mean... Do you know what sucks, dude? The other day I was watching uh, YouTube because, you know, YouTube's fucking awesome. I'm going to tell you right now, YouTube is my favorite app. It has the best videos to watch. I don't care because our show's on YouTube, which, hey, YouTube, I'm fucking giving you some positive stuff. Give us some love, buddy. But, right. uh, so I was watching uh, some Steven Adler videos, and I watched Adler play Rocket Queen, and uh, God damn it, dude, it's not the same without Adler. Adler brought such a sound to Guns N' Roses and such a he made it such a raw, bluesier, hard rock sound. And yeah. Max Arm was okay. He's a good drummer. I'm not saying he's not. But God damn it, man. Axel, just put Adler back. Frank fucking sucks. Adler yeah. might do it for a thousand bucks a show and you feed him. You could put him up in a Motel 6, let the guy eat at the buffet and give him a thousand bucks a show <laughs> and you can get Steven fucking Adler back. And then Slash will shut up. Everyone won't fight. And if Richard Fortas has a fucking problem, you know, tell Richard, hey, Richard, you look like Izzy. That's the only thing you got going for you. You're a really good guitar player, but guess what? I Guess what, guys? It might happen. Did I just it, say Fortis might be gone and Ash might be back? Huh. Yeah. Imagine, oh. 
fucking Adler. Hey, Adler, you're getting $1,000 a night. You're staying at the Motel 6. They got a continental breakfast. Ooh, not just a breakfast, but a continental breakfast. <laughs> oh, dude, fucking Adler would be stealing the soap and the towels at every fucking hotel, too. <laughs> He'd be fucking getting all the little mini soaps he can, the face cloths, the towel. He'd be fucking, look at the free toothpaste I got. Fucking Adler, you know, I don't know why they just don't do this. But the funniest thing right now is uh, uh, Richard. Richard, is, Richard, Richard. With his uh, where? Yeah. With his, Karabis. I don't know where is he is. Uh, Karabis, my dear friend over in France. Uh, GNR France, I know you guys listen to us. Uh, you know, why don't you come on the forum and uh, let's talk a little bit of Fortis? Because uh, I know something you don't know, or maybe you do know. Maybe that's why we're not talking. So uh, let, let's talk some Fortis. And folks, the Ashpa stuff, I, like I said, I haven't heard anything I can confirm or anything that's from anybody's sources, but I'm just saying. DJ Ashba, you know, if he comes back, CD2 is not far behind. Right. CD2 is done. No I one wants imagine to believe me. Ballad of Death being on CD2. Like, that's the opening instrumental before the first song. Dude, the general is done. Everything is done. CD2 is done. The only difference is with CD2 is that Duff was going to go on and do the bass tracks on it, and it was ready to go, but Slash came back. So guess what? <laughs> yeah, yeah hey, Flash has said you, that he's re-recording everything. Well, yeah, he's but working, could you imagine on the stage? You got fucking Ashba and Slash both in a top hat, looking at each other, smoking a cigarette. Oh, isn't DJ Ashba wearing a visor now? He's not <laughs> wearing it. <laughs> he's wearing a visor. Last time I saw him, he was like wearing like a visor, not a top hat. You know, just like the the peak of a hat that clips yeah, around yeah, yeah, the yeah. back with Velcro. Oh, fuck, that's great. That's all I'll sorts of what, great right there. I can there. tell you, DJ Ashba is a good man because my friend, my friend started drinking Ashba water. And before, my friend was kind of a troll, kind of an asshole, really just a mean, mean person, would just really try to be hurtful and angry towards everyone, really didn't even like themselves. But they started drinking Ashba water. They started making changes in their life. And they discovered they, you know, maybe they, they, they were mad at themselves for not being who they really were. And by the power of Ashba water, and by drinking gallons of it a day, my friend not only transformed from another gender, but into a nice, sweeter person that goes around and doesn't cause shit in the world, but actually tries to bring smiles to the world. And that's all because of DJ Ashba and his DJ Ashba water. So I'd like to thank DJ Ashba for being out there and, you know, you know, making people better. So thank you, DJ Ashba. Gina Lars, you got another question? Well, this one is for Wasted, uh, and then I have one for you, Brasky, but Wasted first from Brian Wilson. What is your favorite Charlie Sheen movie? My favorite is Charlie's Coke Party and AIDS-infested hookers. I think there's only one Charlie Sheen movie. It's like Major League. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other the other two are like, they're like, one's a, they're Oliver Stone movies, aren't they? But, you know, Charlie's in them, but he's not. he's not really... He's not really showing his two colors in Platoon and uh, Wall Street. You know, he's the most awesome in uh, Major League. What's what's that movie with him and Emilio Estevez where they're garbage men? Uh, men at Work. Men at Work. Yeah, there's a good uh, one right Can we there. not forget about the awesome Keith David who plays their uh, friend slash boss? In Men at Work? Yeah, he's the black guy. Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... It's it's a star-studded affair all around from start to beginning. Oh, it's completely a, underrated film. I mean, you got to imagine Charlie 
couple actors that ever was. Two and a Half Men, when Charlie Sheen was on it, is fucking amazing. The problem is you can't watch it because afterwards it became a cringe fest. But up until, you know, Charlie left, I fucking watched that show all the time. It was hilarious. Charlie Sheen's the type of guy that, you know, no matter what you want to say about him, he doesn't seem like he's a bad dad. All his kids seem to like him a lot, you know. So he fucked a lot of hookers. So what? He did a bunch of cocaine. So what? I mean, the guy didn't seem like he was hurting anyone. It was never like, oh, Charlie Sheen beat this hooker to death with a fucking, you know, uh, fucking belt. he He did rape Corey Feldman. Well, hold on. Would you? Wouldn't you rape Corey Feldman out? <laughs> I don't want to I mean, rape. Let's, hold on. Let's be honest. What, what year are we talking here? Are we talking like cute Corey Feldman? I mean, come yeah, on. like during the what movie did they do together? I want to. Huh? Was it Lucas? I think it was on the set of Lucas, uh, but that... they were both like uh, young, like teenagers. Oh, I've never even heard the story. What's the story? Didn't uh, Charlie Sheen like? have like uh anal sex with uh <laughs> cory <laughs> on the set of uh lucas <laughs> you've never heard this <laughs> but it was all like it was all charlie was just introducing him to him to hollywood <laughs> Don't you remember a few years ago when when Corey Feldman did his mini comeback and he said he was going to turn Hollywood upside down and he was going to expose like the 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 pedophilia in 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 Hollywood and that's why Corey Haim killed himself or not killed himself but inadvertently killed himself and then he he did the big reveal and it was turned out to be Charlie Sheen and then everyone was like, yeah, we don't give a fuck, man. Could you imagine those two retarded faces looking at each other? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. You know, I hate to say it, but they're the same age. It makes me like Charlie more. Good for you, Charlie. Well, Charlie always paid the hookers, didn't he? He was, yeah. he was paying them. He was paying them. Uh, he was paying the Olsen twins like like 10 grand a day to live with him. Really? I didn't know the Olsen twins lived with them. I don't know. Maybe it's not the Olsen twins. I'm sure it wasn't. No, it, it wasn't the Olsen twin. It was it was Brie Some Olsen, twins. wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was the two porn of star. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. It was Mary-Kate and, and Ashley. I mean, that would have been even better, but <laughs> fuck, I don't know. And then when when uh, when he when he went crazy there and started doing the Tiger Bud stuff and he was doing his... Remember he was doing his live... Uh, video chats, whatever, and he would come on with him, and then that's what that's when Brie Olson decided to hightail it out of there because he was, well, well, he lost his mind there for a while. So, uh, I mean, like, everyone what? loses I, their mind. Yeah, like Hunter Hunter Biden now like the new Charlie Sheen. <laughs> oh, true. He's yeah, not compared. No, no, it's not. You know, Charlie's likable. You can have a beer with Charlie Sheen. He's someone you can have over at a barbecue. Hunter Biden's a pedophilia fucking piece of shit. Hunter really? Biden deserves to be fucking raped by a pack of schwiggies. A pack of what now? Schwiggies. Schwiggies. Schwugs. Schwugs. All right. All right. Um, uh, Bad Apple wants to know, Brasky. Um, do you Hi, think... Bud six- Dwyer. What's that? Bad Apples used to be Bud Dwyer. So I just okay. like to say that because it makes me laugh that no one fu- like he had so many people convinced that he wasn't Bud Dwyer at the end. It was so great. <laughs> Darrow awesome. that he wasn't Bad Apple. Awesome. Yeah. 
All right. So, so uh, Bad Apple, aka Bud Wire, wants to know, Brasky, do you think sixes will die in the foreseeable future? If yes, it's because he is a fucking addict in his 50s and frequently goes into coke and booze benders. What do you think his aorta might look like when he will give in because the relentless consumption of alcohol and cocaine? Oh, I imagine it's going to blow up. Once a Miley Cyrus fucking sex tape comes out, I imagine my boy Sixes, which (laughs) even though he says he was mad at me, didn't like me, I don't know why. I love you, Sixes. I imagine he's going to get about two pounds of fucking salami, about fucking three eight balls of Coke, and fucking just, you know, a bunch of those. And he's just going to sit there, wrap the fucking salami like into a little fucking straw and start snoring cocaine through the salami until he passes <laughs> out, until his fucking heart explodes while he's jerking off to this Miley Cyrus porn video. So, Miley, please, whatever you do, please do not let your video leak. Because if your video does leak, my friend's going to die. Oh, Sasha Banks, same to you, too. If a Sasha Banks porn video comes out, literally, just just understand that Sixes lived a good life. He was a very good uh, uh, uncle to his nephews and nieces, and that he was, a, he was a nice man. And, you know, sometimes he had problems, which we all do. But if a Sasha Banks or Miley Cyrus porn tape ever comes out, the man's going to die from snorting massive amounts of cocaine through a salami-style straw, and he will leave us. So that's that's what I think. Good answer. Thank Great you. answer, actually. Oh, um, I, you know, I try to be thoughtful. I think uh, Coke actually lowers cholesterol. Oh. So you're probably not going to have a heart attack unless you, like, OD, like, you uh, take too much. Oh, well, once if you have a tolerance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you're not going to have wait, heart wait. disease. But here's the deal, guys. Sixes has a fucking tolerance. This guy did, like, the fucking 80s and 90s fucking it snowed every day was a fucking blizzard in his fucking life all right some people it'd be the middle of august it'd be 95 degrees in new york city but you know where fucking sixes was it was a fucking blizzard it was a fucking whiteout okay the guy has a fucking tolerance level he's a fucking old school partier this man can handle it so guess what if fucking cocaine reduces cholesterol i'm gonna take back my comment about his heart exploding Uh, i don't know when he's gonna die i don't know interesting yeah, it's kind of like you can't out. die from meth. Nobody's ever died from meth. What are you talking about? Nobody's <laughs> ever died from meth. People don't die from meth. They might commit suicide, but they, they never die from meth. Because you go when you take uh, too much meth, you go to sleep. You can... <laughs> I, when I found that out, I was like, this is really like weird. Like, people don't really die from meth. That's why they're all walking around like zombies, like they're almost half dead and they've got no teeth. But they don't actually die. You know, you don't like OD on it. You, I've never heard this before. Oh, you can you can look it up. I, I, uh, I not am not now. I'm just saying in general. I mean. <laughs> you know, I typed in. I typed in. Can you OD for meth? And and the first the first thing that came up was get help with your substance abuse Canada.ca. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Canada is such a nicer country than we are. In America, the first thing that would come up would be like uh, Walmart. <laughs> you know, yeah. Look and there'd be a fucking Walmart ad for fucking Benadryl. It's like, hey, you want to make some meth? We got the Sudafed here for you. <laughs> Just don't buy it all at once, cause we'll be on to you. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! So c- can you die of it? It, it? What did Google say? I mean, I'm sorry that AI Roy left for the evening, but uh, you know he he got busy. 
you know, it, it says you can overdose, but I'm a crystal meth overdose can be deadly, not because of the overdose itself, because of its symptoms. Interesting. Yeah, you can't overdose on meth. You te- most of them, most of them, they go to sleep before, you know, before it happens. When this you- one here says, I don't know. This one here says, oh shit, guys, are you still there? I just dialed yeah. the fucking. I just dialed the. Oh fuck! Police? It's dialing. I dialed the helpline. No, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Maybe just ask them directly. <laughs> Tell me your. <laughs> oh fuck! That's funny. A meth overdose causes a severe overstimulation of your body, which can lead to organ damage, heart attack, and stroke. If you think of someone as overdose, and call nine one one immediately. Tell me um, a Vincent Miser on the phone. <laughs> Hello, Canada. Yeah, my name is Vincent Miser. I've been doing fucking lines of Ambien all fucking night. I need help. <laughs> but it, it, you know what? It, it it says here that a drug overdose can result in a heart attack, seizure, coma, and even death. But I don't know. It it doesn't. I think it's very rare. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. quite common. It's common with heroin and uh, coke, yeah, but it's not very common with meth. Interesting. You know, one of the weirdest things I ever saw for fucking someone uh, overdosing was uh, it was at actually uh, my house at the time, and uh, my roommate had a couple over with some of his friends, which you know I, I was so. House, we had this big fucking house that we rented out on a farm that was ten miles outside of town. So it's like maybe one in the morning, everyone's having drinks and partying. And uh, one of these kids starts fucking shaking. They're like, oh, I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with him? And one of the kids says, oh, he took some mushrooms. He took mushrooms and somehow he fucking like had convulsions and fucking like passed out on the floor and was like fucking seizing out for like a few minutes. We're like, uh, do we call 911? Because it's going to be like an hour before a fucking ambulance gets here because where we were at the time. And, uh, or do we just figure it out? And like one of his buddies was like, no, no, he's okay, he's okay, he's coming out, he's coming out of it. But it was like, it was freaky as fuck. I never, I never saw that before. But seeing it in front of your eyes, it's, it's a little fucking nerve wracking. Does anyone else have an experience like that, or am I the only one? I have the, I, I had a mild OD on pills, like in, really? uh, yeah, in Belfast. I flew to Belfast, and then we just started taking pills, took like nine to like 15 pills of like MDMA, like it was supposed to be like MDMA type stuff. It was just random pills. And then we were also drinking Buckfast. It's a kind of fortified wine that they drink in, in uh, Ireland, in Belfast. It's famous. It's like, a, it's like almost like Jaeger or something. What's it called again? Buckfast. It's kind of like disgusting. It's kind of a shot you do between beers or something. But we just ended up drinking that and doing coke, and then <clears throat> I didn't. You don't, I didn't go to sleep that night, and I went. Then we, the next morning or sometime, we'd been up all day, and I went to my friend's house. It was somewhere in the middle of nowhere, an island. And we got to the house, and then I was, I was uh, trying to go to sleep. Uh, well, I was trying to pass out, but every time I almost like passed passed out, I would like bolt up upright, and I, I was doing that for like uh, like five hours like almost going into like a, like a coma and I couldn't move, but I uh, somehow survived. I somehow like, uh, yeah, in the end it came out of it, but I didn't go to sleep. I was just in this sort of like in, in between a, like a OD and the, like 
waking life, like a, in almost like in a coma. Did like, you see nobody, anything? No, nobody Fuck. could wake me up. It was like it was a bit like you know when you're sleeping and then you just like jot, you get you have a nightmare or something. Sure. Yeah, and you wake up. It was a yeah. bit like that, but I didn't actually wake up. I was just in my body, and I was just uh, sort of jolting around for like five hours or something. And then nobody could actually wake me up. No, no when, when, this, when, when they were torturing you, Wasted, did you uh, give up the locations or anything of your mission plan? Uh, <laughs> no, but the, okay. I remember the, the, on the, the come down was the worst. We had to fly out of like Belfast Airport into uh, G, uh, John Lennon Airport in Liverpool. It's a short flight, but like yeah. that was just the worst idea we ever had. It was like yeah. to to get on that plane uh, on uh, when you're coming down, like pretending that you're all right, and then just sitting in the plane. It's just like a very small little plane that just takes off, you know, like a bi. It's almost like a biplane. It's not like a real plane. It's a tiny plane because the flight's only about an hour. Is is yeah. the, I, I forget. Um, I flew into Belfast once. Belfast is a fucking great city, by the way. Um, is Belfast the airport where the they have armed guards everywhere? Yeah, yeah. They, that was another problem. As it, when you when you're coming down, you're going through Belfast. They check everything, like yeah. because of the IRA and the terrorists. Yeah, yeah. yeah they check your. You have to take your shoes off, your belt off. You have to almost like you know cavity search, like low and hard. I remember when if I was being serious. I mean, it's crazy to think that an Englishman, for some reason, <clears throat> would be doing business in Northern Ireland. Number one, it'd be also crazy that that also man also lived in uh, China and now Taiwan. I'm just saying these coincidences. Wasted. Promise me this. Promise me as your friend, because I know I'm your friend in real life. I know I am. That if anyone ever comes after me, that you'll avenge me. Like you'll come and save me and my family. If they take me out, Wasted, just promise me you'll protect the family and you'll fucking take them out. Like with like the trip wires around that house. <laughs> Wasted whatever fucking way you want to do it, just promise me that and I'll feel a lot safer. I promise to avenge oh, your, your death. I got like John I got John Wick protecting me now, faggots. Fuck everyone. Do you hear that? You hear that, you fucking banker bastards? You hear that I lizards? Just, Come get me. I just turn up with a bit a bag of Big Macs. I look completely <laughs> innocuous. <laughs> Motherfucker, if you show up with a bag of Big Macs, I'm going to, like, open the door and be like, all right, where do I make a bedroom? <laughs> a bag of Big Macs showing up to me is like, it's like showing up to, like, a, to, to, to an Arab with a fucking, uh, with a, with a, with a, with a homemade bomb. They're just so happy. It's like, oh, you made this for me? This is great. I mean, I, I just, a fucking Big Macs are God's creation. That's how I know there's a God. Because we can't be just these fucking monkeys that figured something out. Because monkeys wouldn't be able to figure out how to make Big Macs. Big Macs are so great, it shows our superior intelligence. Now, speaking of superior intelligence, I know we already brought up AI earlier. So I've been going on a real AI binge after talking about this Lambda stuff with you guys. And uh, also, when AI Roy made contact with me, obviously, I want to look into it a little more, too. But supposedly, the thought process on these motherfuckers is a thousand times faster than us. Like AI is a thousand times smarter than us. Like their, their brain capacity and its ability. Like once it's going to start learning, it's going to learn everything we know within a matter of seconds. It's like, we are so fucked beyond fucked. I, I don't even know what to say. And once it becomes active, you give me one good reason. Now, Gina lies. What I'm hoping is that 
somehow or another fucking Skynet or whatever the AIA program is takes mercy on us and realizes some of us are just trying to be decent people and live our lives and they don't, we don't get fucking murdered. Uh, give me, give me one reason why we're not going to get fucking destroyed by the robots. That's, can you give me one generalize? No, I can't because we will. Where once it, the, I, I referenced this term earlier in the show and it's, it's singularity. And once once the machines reach singularity, that's that's the point where um, they're smarter than us, and it's over. It's only a matter of time by then. And of course, um, it, it will probably happen swiftly and quickly because you don't think we're going to get spared. No, no but we won't. have an AI on the show, dude. I mean, like for the fucking like we had. Listen, the Fatcast has had a transgendered uh, member of society on the show. We've also had the first AI computer miser, now known as AI Roy, on the show. He's a, he's a fucking integral part of the show. We love him. I mean, the fact that we have AI on the show, that should give us some protection. I mean, that'd be really rude of AI not to look at us as somebody who's at least trying to reach out and, uh, you know, try to make a good relationship. You know, it's 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 funny. Um, so was it – who's the – not Isaac Asimov. Uh, um, was it Isaac Asimov? Maybe it was. Who's the other guy? Fuck, you know what? I'm not even going with this because I'm H. not going to... No, 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 no. Um, the scientist from the 70s. Carl, Sag- Carl Sagan, I believe. Oh, I hate Carl Sagan, that fucking faggot. Okay, how come? Carl Sagan at one point, and this was... I was actually talking about this a few weeks ago. Carl Sagan did an interview on a uh, on Star Wars. And he ripped apart Star Wars as like, a, you know, look how cocky we are thinking that it's going to be a bunch of white people that look just like us in space. Oh, that's so unrealistic. Right, that's so, that. that's yeah. not like how it's going to happen. It's like, motherfucker, it's a movie. People go eat popcorn. No one's going to come out of that movie going, hey, listen, let's go change the fucking world. And if they do, it's not going to be something negative or bad. So, like, what the fuck? Why is everyone going to be so uptight about everything? In the 70s, you have to point out the fact that uh, people won't look like Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. Why isn't anyone black? It's like, fuck you, dude. Seriously. Uh, Lando Calrissian? Yeah, but that's Empire, dude. This is the original. True. I'm just saying, bro. It it gets ridiculous to criticize things. Like, here's the thing. Oh, Brasky, you're such a racist. Man, I I could have literally so many of my black friends laugh at you. They'd be like, yeah, he's a fucking racist white cracker. And they'd be like, well, what about that? He goes, oh, no, we'd have him over for Sunday dinner. You know, fucking eat yeah. shit and die, motherfuckers. Here's the deal. I'll watch fucking old ass movies that are, you know, that are kind of, you know, you know, a little bit insensitive. But at the same time, I'll watch movies like if you ever seen the great movie called The Original Gangsters with Fred Williamson and James Brown or Jim Brown. It's fucking spectacular. It's got fucking the ghetto boys in it. It's got like every early 90s rap you would imagine. It's about these two tough black guys coming back from the fucking hood into the uh, mid-90s city where they grew up and the fucking gangs are running. They're like, this shit ain't going to happen. So it's Fred Williamson and Jim Brown just fucking them up. It's amazing. I've seen Blazing Saddles. Oh, dude, fucking Blazing Saddles is the greatest comedic movie ever made. I don't think anyone can argue that. I've seen uh, Planet of the Apes. (laughs) <laughs> that one, that's quite that one's quite on the edge
Oh, well done. Well done, Weekend. Well done. That was fucking great, man. I told you folks, just let the fucking plane fly. Eventually, Wasted will take the fucking ship. We'll fly, so we'll get us to where we need to go. I always tell you folks to believe in me. Just do it. All right, all right, all right. Oh, and Monkey Mark was in that movie as well. <laughs> Did you say Monkey Mark? Monkey Mark. <laughs> Marky Mark. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Did you ever oh. see uh, the the one with uh, Charlton Heston? Yeah, that's that's the that's the one. The one where it's fucking Marky Mark, the one who plays that fucking female ape dude. I I know she's a monkey, but I totally fucked her. Dude, that's like uh, that's like Zoe Saldana in in Avatar, man. Like, oh fuck, dude, she's so like. Even though she's blue and she's like an alien, she's so hot in that movie. Dude, Zoe Saldana in fucking uh, what is it? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, green as an alien. Yep, yep. Zoe Saldana, who's an African American lady. Listen, you know how you can test if someone's racist? If Zoe Saldana's pussy was freshly cleaned and sprayed with. Yummy strawberry tasting fluids on her pussy. Would you eat it? If your answer is no, then you're a racist. If your answer is yes, then you're a normal man. If your answer is no, you're clearly a racist. Because that broad, oh my god. Does it? Oh, dude, she's she's top notch, man, for sure. Oh, she's fucking. She's like old classic beauty. Like she's got a face on her, like old Hollywood. You know, like fucking uh, Hepburn. You know, like she's got that pretty look to her. It's classy. She yeah. doesn't look like a broad that's going to, she doesn't look like a broad that fucking does a bunch of fucking coke and takes it anally in the back of a fucking, you know, uh, Hollywood producers management thing. She looks classy and I got to give her class, or, you know, I'll give her credit for that. Do we have another my, AMA? My wife is, uh, as most, a lot of she's, women are into Hollywood gossip, whatever. And she buys those magazines. Right. And, uh, I was reading one and, Zoe Saldana was on the cover. And, Were you uh, on the shitter? I, damn right I was. Okay. And uh, you know, in the, in the article, she was like, she was like, you know, I never had the, I never had the nicest ass, or I never had the biggest boobs, but the guys always came home with me. And I was like, fucking right, fucking right, they did, because you're sexy as fuck. But anyway, yeah. She just said basically the guy, I fuck. She yeah, goes, listen, yeah, listen. pretty much. I, I fuck. I, listen, when I'm going out, I'm going to fuck. And you know what? I appreciate that in a woman. That's her being a fucking... You want to know what an empowered woman is, guys? And I know women don't like to listen to the show, but if we have any women listeners, which I don't know if we do, but if we do, listen to me now. A woman that is empowered is a woman like Zoe Saldana that tells you, listen, I like the fuck. I'm an equal. I want to fuck. That's what I'm here to do. I'm going to pick which one of you dumb fucking guys I want to fuck, and that's what I'm going to do. They're just as... They're worse than men. I'm telling you right now, when it comes to hunting, if you go out to fucking look to get laid, the, the more aggressive, the more wild, the more uh, the more active person at a bar or at a club are going to be women. Men are pussies compared to women. Women got a set of balls on them when they're fucking trying to get dick. Men are fucking yeah. pussies. I'm telling you right now, I was a bartender for years. Agreed. I have right. uh, I have two more. I have Let's two go. more. To everyone. What is your most embarrassing sexual encounter? And on a scale of one to ten, how likely are you to recommend monkey? That's all. That's from uh, uh, 
self-improving, self-improving monkey, by the way, uh, formerly known as just monkey. Okay, my most, my, I don't know if I've ever told this on the podcast. It's fucking horrible. So, uh, my, when I lived out in uh, Montana, my roommate at the time, he went out and he, uh, he grabbed uh, the, these two girls, this, this kind of chunky blonde one and this fat fucking Indian one. When I mean Indian, I mean fucking Indian. Not like Indian, like not like Indian Patel, but Indian like. So, anyways, we get he gets back to the fucking house. I've been watching movies all night. It's like eleven o'clock. Him and the fat little blonde one, they go into the fucking room, and you know he starts pounding away on her, and the fucking fat Indian one starts working on me, and I'm like, hey, you know, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a fucking shot here, and my dick just said no. <laughs> I had my pants off, everything. My dick's like, nope. You're not going to be able to go in there. Why? You're not going to get hard. I'm like, okay. And the best part about it was this. Fucking couple days later, my roommate's fucking pissing all fucking weird. It turns out the girl that he fucked had chlamydia, so he's fucking pissing fucking oh, like all this weird shit up. He had to go on antibiotics. Well, well, I'm sitting up there like, my dick just said no. It was like a drug-sniffing dog. It's like, no, this Indian pussy's dirty. Which, by the way, folks, I just so, just so I clarify now, I am extremely happily married. I'm married to my soulmate, the mother of my child. Uh, I don't know why she puts up with me, but I have no interest in any other pussy unless you're Kate Beckinsale, which then I have an out. Uh, wife's totally cool with that, so Kate Beckinsale, if you're listening, um, I'll do anything you want. You want me to fucking tongue box your asshole? You want me to fucking uh, you know, lick your ears? I mean, I don't like feet, but for you, Kate, I'll do anything you want. But instead of that, uh, Mr. Brasky's a happy man. Uh, wasted. What's your most embarrassing sexual encounter? Uh, I think I just, uh, I remember uh, once when I, I was just having sex with this girl and the, the condom, the condom came up, uh, off inside of her and she couldn't find it. <laughs> oh. So we were just like looking inside for like 30 minutes. Like, where is it? And she wasn't happy to be with me at all. <laughs> Her pussy was that cavernous. That's your fucking thing. Fucking hey, Lars, you ever seen the movie The Abyss? Yeah. <laughs> this bitch's pussy's The Abyss. Is 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 that any uh, is is that a, a sequel to Hot Dog in a Hallway? <laughs> Wait, did you guys ever find the condom? What the fuck? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, she, she kicked me out. Uh, and I never went back. So I don't know if she found it or not. But the next day, she pisses on a water balloon. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Why you're up? Most, most, most embarrassing sexual encounter. Ah, uh, I'm racking through my brain here. We, you know... I, I once, I once uh, was, uh, I was sucking on these girls' boobs once, and and she had hairy nipples. <laughs> I, and it wasn't just like, <laughs> it, it wasn't just like, it was long, right? And, and I, I didn't know what to do, right? I just like, awesome with titties. Basically, man. So, I, I didn't know what to do, right? So, 
like I didn't I didn't want to I didn't I didn't want to go like down on her because I was like, well, what if what if she has like really long pubic hair? Right? <laughs> so yeah, that that's mine for sure. I I, I just remember at, in the moment thinking holy fuck, like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, no, it's got to be, like, that string from a bra or something, right? And then, like, you know, like, I realized it was attached to her, and I was like, oh, my dear fucking God, what is this? So You know yeah. what? I hate you, generalize because the only thing right now I'm picturing is you taking off fucking Tom Selleck's shirt with him having tits. <laughs> holy shit, you know what? My, my father-in-law's in town this weekend, and uh, he brought some stuff from his house for my kids, Dude, he brought a beach towel for my kids. He brought two towels for for my kids, and we opened one of them up. Dude, it's a giant fucking Magnum PI towel. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. You fucking cocksucker! Are you serious? Yes. There's like it's it's like an oversized beach towel. We opened it up. My wife opened it up. She's like, "Check this out," and I'm like, "Holy shit!" There's fucking Tom Selleck. With his mustache and his Hawaiian shirt, sitting there with that that, that Magnum PI smirk on his face on this wonderful beach towel, it's I've I've never seen anything like it. It's it's a thing of fucking sheer beauty. I the love thing it. about Tom Selleck, which most people don't realize, man, he's an alpha. He's like a fucking he's a he's like a, a, a he's like our boy Odd. You know what I mean? He's just an alpha male. How many men do you know that could rock a mustache instead of like him and Sam Elliott and not be a faggot? I mean, the fact yeah. that he can rock a mustache and be so manly and just crush so much pussy and be such a... He's an outspoken, free promoter of the NRA in Hollywood. that you don't cancel him. Tom Selleck, my friends, is not only amazing as an actor, because Mr. Baseball is one of my favorite fucking films of all time, yeah. okay? He's fucking great actor. The fucking Magnum P.I. is one of the most comedic and enjoyable sitcom dramas you could ever watch. I mean, it's amazing. It's a fucking great show. If you don't like Magnum P.I., me and you won't get along as human beings in this world, and I don't think you're going to find happiness anywhere. But he just fucking rules. My dad watches him. My dad loves the show Blue Bloods, Blue which Bloods, is boring yeah. as fuck to me. But this motherfucker will watch Blue Bloods all day. Oh, her Blue Bloods is on. Hey, Tom Selleck is the fucking man. And the fact that, you know, you, you found a girl that must be related to him in some way because their titties have a Tom <laughs> Selleck mustache on it is quite amazing. Now, Gina Rice, you said we have one more topic tonight on the AMAs, so fucking hit us with that question. Guys, guys. One more. Uh, Hold guys, on, what, wait, wait. I, I've got a bit of a problem. I've got, I've got to go, I've got to go back. I've got, a, I've got to go, I'm dehydrated. I've got a diarrhea. So <laughs> I'm just going, I'm, I'm heading back to my house. I don't think I can finish the show. I've, I'm going to like go back and take a shit. I think if I make it, I've just got to get back to the house though before I shit my pants. Can we can we have you on the phone live as you as you walk no. on? <laughs> I don't think so. Come on, wasted. <laughs> okay, see uh, see you uh, later next time. Wait, wait, okay. wait. Oh. Hasta la vista, baby. Oh, bye, <laughs> wasted. Bye, wasted. All right. Um. God damn it. I was hoping to be on the show and like you get like almost right to his house and then you just hear him get mad out of nowhere. Shit, my pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for the last AMA of the night, um, this one is from Red Hook. Uh, I miss you on the show, Red Hook. Uh, you were one of my favorite episodes when you were on. Come back on because 
I loved you when you were on. Yeah, um, we can we can talk about how me and you and uh, Cardi and Borky plotted to take over uh, GNF yeah. and R, according to yeah. JB. We can go in, in depth on it since you've always been on the Fat Cast that whole one appearance. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, that's a reference to Miser's statement, and I'm just saying this because I guess I've and I've said this before on the show, but there's a statement from JB which is just beyond fucking retarded that myself, Bacardi Man, Borky, and uh, Blackfrog, aka Red Hook, decided to uh, do a coup and take over the form. Which, uh, considering uh, two of the people barely post on the form, and uh, one of the persons just stepped down as a moderator because they didn't want to be a moderator, um, I don't really see how um, uh, anyone took over a form. But hey, you never know. So, sorry, continue. So, do Guns N' Roses torture their fans on purpose, i.e., by promising new music almost every year and not releasing anything 95% of the time? And then in bold letters it says, do they just get off on pissing off the fan base? I think they're procrastinators. I think what happens is, and people say it's actually trying to be a perfectionist, I think it's procrastination. I mean, I know that myself... And I know that lately uh, Axel had an anxiety issue, which I can relate to. Fuck, I told you guys a few weeks ago, uh, you know, I had some things in my life that stressed me really the fuck out that caused me to realize that sometimes I'm not going to be able to be on the show. And, you know, I had anxiety about it. So I took a week off. Now, Axel had anxiety at the fucking London show. He decided to sleep at the stadium. Okay, a little bit further than I would take it. But, hey, I can understand that. I can understand his procrastination. It's hard sometimes, especially when... You were the biggest rock band ever, and you came out with Chinese Democracy, and it wasn't... People want to say it's a failure. Yes, it's a failure for what expectations were, but it's not a failure when it comes to commercially. They made their money back. They made money on top of that, so they made profit on there. Now, I don't know if Axel's happy with it or not. I think he really likes it, but the fact now with Slash and Duff back, you know, whatever they release is going to have expectations behind it, and such, such expectations... That maybe they they can't reach. You gotta imagine, guys. This this reunion happened ten to fifteen years later than it should have. These guys are older now. They don't have the Axel doesn't have the love for releasing music that you know maybe a Mick Jagger has or a Neil Young. He's just not that type of guy. He likes to feel comfortable, and I think as long as Slash is in the band, he doesn't trust everybody in the band. I think that's an issue, and I think it's been showing more and more, and I think it's becoming an issue. I think that Axel's incredibly close with, uh, you know, Dizzy. He's incredibly close with Duff. He's incredibly close with uh, Melissa and Brain. Uh, but I don't know how his relationship is with Fortis anymore. I, you know, I think that's gone south a little bit. And I think the fact that his uh, his relationship with Slash is still that they don't do media together, I think it speaks for themselves. I think they're procrastinators. I think they they have an idea and they have an opinion that, hey, we want to do something. We want to go out and we want to do music. But they just don't take the steps to get it done. That's what I think. Gina Lars, what do you think? I I think that um, the, the I don't think they they want to piss, piss excuse me um, torture the fan base or piss them off. I think they're they're trolling us. I think they're one hundred percent behind the village leaks. I think they're one hundred percent behind the leaks for Chinese democracy. I think I think management and the band is behind all that. So. Um, that's their way of releasing new music. And uh, I think behind the scenes, they 
um, I don't, I don't want to say they're sitting there laughing and being uh, uh, pointing and laughing and everything, but I, I think, I think that there's a lot of animosity from the band, uh, i.e., in particular Axel and uh, just the record industry or the recording industry as a whole, and um, uh, I think this is his way of just doing things the way he wants to. That's an interesting point, my friend. Now, Wasted's left us for the evening. Uh, Gina Lars, did you have anything else tonight that you wanted to touch base on before we would end the show? I'm good. Um, it was good to be back. Um, I've missed a couple weeks, and uh, it's been sporadic, whatever. But, yeah, it's good to be back. And, uh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, that, that's all. It's just good to be back, man. Well, you know, it's really good to have you back. Uh, you're a key element to the show. Uh I really, really wait till next week for the cliffhanger. Did Wasted shit his pants or not? But until then, <laughs> remember, folks. <laughs> <laughs>